Our minds are our legacy, and that's what we leave behind to our children, to our friends. That's what what that's what we truly leave behind is a mindset. And as we all know, mindsets are contagious. So if we can. So hi guys, welcome to another episode of Place Podcast. Your host, Rowan. Thank you. And... And we have a special guest today. And may you, do you want to introduce yourself? Hey guys, I'm Lucy. Thank you for having me. And you're welcome. So we have a range of topics we're going to discuss today. And yeah, where, do, where should we start from? Yeah, there's actually like a lot has happened in, in <clears throat> it's like week. Um, see, I mean, we can start off with like, just to keep it simple, like the Dell thing. Because there, there is a lot more deeper subjects. But I mean, like, it's good that we actually have like Lucy here to like give, to shed mm-hmm. some light on this, like get her opinion. Um, but yeah, it's literally the topic is so simple. Adele dropped a picture <laughs> on Insta. That's literally the, the genesis of this, and it just sent the the internet in like spiral. Um, and before we even go deeper into it, someone said she literally dropped the image. It got like ten thousand likes, and um, she went in her follow account went up like by three million. Not ten thousand, like ten million likes. I'm sorry. And then her follow account went up by like three mil and some other numbers. So from the statistic point of view, it feels like a lot of people. This is called up people's attention. So with those numbers, referring to those numbers, it's actually spiked like a lot of opinions. So obviously people are just like, a lot of people are just saying, listen, she's just, she's lost a lot of weight. Like, like that's good for her. Like, let's let her live life. Like, it's not that deep. And then there's like some other parts of the internet saying she's actually, so I think the words are like, they're, they're calling her fat phobic. So there's actually a big part mm. of the internet saying that she's, due to her personally losing weight in her whole life, she's supporting like fat phobia. And saying that she like she's actually kind of um, making people that are a, a quite a different weight feel bad just because she's lost weight or she's showing like this is the norm essentially from just uh, someone just uploading a pic on Instagram. So uh, so that's just that's just another opinion. And there's just other people um, saying depression and stuff. It's, it's it's mad out here. I mean I, I mean Lucy, what, what do you think? I don't want to. I'm a guy. I don't want to. If I have my yeah. What do you think from a female perspective? Me, pers- me personally, I just think that with the whole Adele situation. People will have this, everyone's so entitled and opinionated these days, specifically within the, the millennials as of late. And I think that to be able to tell, to say that, oh, this person is fat phobic or she's fat shaming herself and so on and so forth, that's why she lost weight. I think because there's this stigma attached to the word being fat and people think if you're fat, then there's there's something completely wrong with you. I go, well, you have to lose it. But you can't really depict one's intentions of, as to why they lost weight just by a picture they've dropped so we can I, I personally think that in terms of what people are saying nobody has the right to impose their own assumptions on somebody else's life so if she wanted to lose weight for the sake of let's just say so the influence of social media or the influence of what the epitome of beauty as of late or maybe she wants to be healthy or maybe she just wanted to slim down we won't know that until she mentions it herself. So I just think everyone needs to step back into their lane and realize that not everything is what they seem seem it to be. Not everything is so negative towards body image as of late. I mean, yeah. I mean, what you said is very, very spot on as well. And even just looking at the photo, the actual photo itself came out last month, or it's been a while now. So when now it's been like a new like news. I don't see the point of it because mm. she's losing weight. She's been healthy, and I feel like people thinking like 
she represents people, people that are, I can put it fat, without being rude. I think that's a that's a big question on someone itself. So I feel like people just chill, like you just said yourself, you need to chill. Yeah. And it's not really a big deal because maybe she's trying to take care of herself. And even just looking at what we're going through right now, one of the biggest cause of one of the biggest cause of people dying of this coronavirus is from being diabetic as well, because you know that affects mm-hmm. health as well. So being fat has a lot of health, health issues as well. So me, I've been, I think, I mean, she take care of herself. Even just think about, it, maybe she's just looking up for herself and not overthinking. I'm thinking if she's fat shaming or whatever. But yeah, yeah. that's just my two cents in that. But um, yeah, even- so let me just chuck in just two things because I think there's something that I wanted. Lisa to expand on. So th- this is a statement that said something about the fat phobia thing. So they said, um, I'm just quoting someone's tweet. Adele is a traitor to the body positive movement. By losing weight, she is fat shaming. Uh, she's fat shaming her younger self. So that was the tweet that, that, um, that I was touching on my first point. And this is another side to it. People were still on the same kind of tone saying, so I'm quoting another tweet here. Be- being slim is hard work. But pretending the skinny body type isn't the ideal body type in our society is silly. You know it is. And I say this as someone who has struggled with their weight. So um, in terms of that struggle thing, in terms of the women's perspective on their body types, and um, I'm just trying to see the point of view of like a, a woman that would feel triggered by this, even though like, I do feel people shouldn't. So Lucy, I just want to shout out something like that, because this woman is saying the skinny body type is like regarded as the ideal one. So yeah, just to get a woman's perspective on it. So she's saying that the skinny body type is being is the ideal, basically yeah. being slim. So in terms of what your first point in Adele fat shaming, I feel like in this society, the epitome of beauty is to obtain Eurocentric features facially and body-wise, your waist has to be snatched, your back off has to hit all of Sudan, both your hips have to carry plates. Like People need to understand not everyone's figure is going to look like that. And because this is now idolized and it's um influence on social media and campaigns and certain uh like endorsements they go for this particular body shape now because they know social media thrives on that but yeah. and i feel like a lot of women do feel influenced and for and start to compare themselves subconsciously and once you start comparing that's when your flaws and insecurities will will emerge and i i understand why many women will be conflicted within themselves trying to think, oh, that what that's what guys go for. That's what women think they they look they look nice like that. But if I'm a square or if I'm like this, it's not that nice. Like um for for instance, what's his name? John Legend's wife, she recently got attacked oh, yeah. by her body on Twitter and she re- responded saying, I've been a square all my life and I'm and I'm happy. My husband's happy and it's got me this far clearly because she's I believe a runway model. Yeah, and I saw that. It, it just shows that not everyone's figure has to look a certain way. And I think because right now, if you're not bodacious, every other every other body shape isn't isn't the, isn't isn't considered ah oh, beautiful or nice or attractive or sexy or selling. So, I think in that sense, people need to understand that every single figure is if if the person's happy with the figure, then so be it. The the ideal body shape should never be just one. There's various forms of there's even various forms of curves as well. So people don't need to be educate themselves if you're if you're a pear shaped, if you're an hourglass, if you're um, an inverted triangle. There's so many body shapes out that people aren't really familiar with. And in terms of in terms of the only uh, the best figure to be to be slim or skinny, I think that goes back to the age of time where mod were models if you're 
a runway model, you have to be six foot and and to be so slim and so that skinny. size zero and stuff. You have. But to wasn't be that there. a previous trend? Like previously, there was a, it was a time where like even being kind of um like there wasn't such thing like there was a plus size model, but that wasn't as praised as it is right now. Or like even being a bit of a thicker model it was it was more everything you saw was um mainly Caucasian and always skinny and slim. And then this yeah. trend kind of shifted to people having more curvy and obviously there's a bit of influx of like surgery and bbls and like social media and stuff so it's almost like all of that stuff is judges what people will see as ideal body type whatever is represented in the media i like social media and and it's strongly for the longest time it's been this like yeah like 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 having the biggest bum and having like the biggest boobs and having like little slim waist as well which sometimes looks unnatural but that is it's just like and sometimes i guess that doesn't help the perspective that you when you see yourself Mm. in this so that's probably why a lot of people are feeling probably a bit insecure from seeing this like I, I don't know I'm just like kind of trying to see that yeah. point of view to seeing like obviously not saying what they're saying is warranted because this is literally like though as a person an individual person putting a, a picture of herself shouldn't mean what she's put up affects your life but I guess they're looking at it as in this is representing like what the media will judge as the perfect body type and she's making them feel insecure so it, I'm just trying to see that the the other side of it no of course like it makes it with beauty it fluctuates so it's like currency like it it just fluctuates. Like when Marilyn Monroe, Marilyn Monroe came into the scene, she was curvy and bodacious, and she wasn't considered skinny. But till this till this day, she's considered an icon. Naomi, yeah. she's uh, I, I'm not quite sure of her heritage, but she's she's very slim and she's not that curvy. But her body is stunning. I can bring you Beyonce's figure, Rihanna Rihanna's figure. Rihanna's Caribbean, but she's she's curvy. Or her back off isn't insane. But that's her own body type. There's so many women that have various body types, and people f- feel the need that if they don't look what's selling right now, and I do, even this is a very touchy topic, and it's quite very fragile. I know, I know, a lot of girls may disagree, but I genuinely do believe a lot of our styles and a lot of our the way we want to look, if it's depending on your intentions or or de- depending on the individual. A lot of the time is what attracts the opposite sex if it if it's nice and appealing to them or if it's trying to attract a certain group of people. I do believe that to a certain extent. I'm not saying that every everything that we do on social media as women is for the opposite sex to attract men, but I know most women want to do that for the sake of feeling good about themselves. But I do feel like it did start with rappers and the music industry speaking about women who have a big bum and small waist and curves and many female rappers speak about that in the music so I feel like it does originate from from that place and in terms of fat shaming certain celebrities that don't look like that yeah. to be honest if if you're if you're if you're overweight I don't believe you'd ever praise someone who is overweight that can affect your health if it's detrimental to you you, you should try to find you should try to find help to make sure you're you're healthy. If you're healthy, then that's great because I can bring you a skinny person who's not healthy at all. So if your health is detrimental now, then of course I would never praise that. But if you're healthy and whatever size you are, whether you be big, skinny, medium, if you're healthy, then that's all really that matters. But I feel like people need to understand that if we can't really put our own assumptions on a woman if we don't know what she feels about herself or what's really going on with her body if you know what I mean and on just on that note to almost like conclude the subject literally what you said about we don't know what is going on because people have said obviously like she has lost a lot of weight we don't know how that's led to if it's just purely Mm. um like training 
even though I feel like that's it because her personal trainer did release a statement saying she they started a journey a while back and also she focused on. But some people were saying, in general, even aside from Adele, um, we don't know if people are going through depression, if there's like some other health stuff going on there when they're losing weight and we're just always praising it. So it's just always like, just mm. everything is just the way it seems. I don't always judge like, this is like the perfect ideal thing that I want. Mm. But I guess the whole thing is as long as you're healthy. Yeah, and it doesn't even have to be negative. It's all these negative assumptions. What if you just wanted to lose weight? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's not yeah. that deep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so before we actually... Yeah, so you mentioned different body types, right? So mm-hmm. as actually male and female, we have three very distinct body types. Mm-hmm. So we have people that much... They, they'll find a little harder to lose weight just based on their body types. So we have an ectomorph, a mesomorph, and endomorph. And endomorph are larger people, not always fat, just have larger muscle mass and just have, mm-hmm. have, have larger, they can take in more fat. But we have mesomorph, which is like in between, and you have ectomorph, they're more skinnier people. And mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people need to know their body type until they start thinking, oh, I find it harder to lose weight. Because based on your body type, you can't, some people just can't lose weight because whatever they consume goes straight to their body, while some people, like an eczema, when they eat whatever they eat, they just burn it based on calories. And and mesomorph are mostly black people where they're always in between of being fat and skinny, but they can balance their weight and also not have the actual obesity that comes with it. But endomorph, on the other hand, will find it very difficult to lose weight because their body's bigger. And even if they go to the gym or they do, even by just going to the gym, they actually get bigger from going to the gym, not lose weight. So we need to know that people need to educate themselves and know their body types and what works for them without. And you made the point about depression as well. People do go through depression of always putting on that weight. But I feel like our pro- the problem we have in the society, we look, we look up to people and we have role models. And these role models are actual people as well. And by pacing, putting our personality to these people thinking, oh, if they lose his weight, that means it's bad for me. That's just being, that's being selfish as well. That's not, maybe she's looking, maybe she's looking at for herself. She's doing what's good for her. Mm-hmm. And we need to think about what's good for ourselves as well. And so thinking, Oh, Adele's losing weight. Maybe she's fat shaming. I don't think she's doing that. She's just, like I said before, looking out yeah. for herself. And that's what we, as a generation now, which we live on social media, we can't all blame social media. I feel like we need to, need to look at society itself and look at what's working for us. Like you said as well, Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe, back in that generation, weight, every weight class is different. In the early 2000s, we had very skinny models based on just mm-hmm. the runway. Now we have people, like Sam said, people doing... BBL trying to have a big bum, have a big thinner waist, and that's based on what you touch upon as well, just music videos and promoting this this triple mm. this triple culture of people having big bum, big boobs, which is all kind of fake, which is very much an American culture right now based on music. So I think people need to just know themselves. I feel like it becomes it comes down to your self confidence as well. Of yeah, a man might like your big bum and your big boobs, but that's that's a very superficial way of looking at things. And I feel like if someone loves you just based on your, just based on your big bum and big boobs and thinner ways, it says a lot about your self confidence as well. And I'm not generally blaming them and their self confidence. I'm blaming what they subscribe to because I feel like we subscribe to a certain content like music videos, some type of music videos, or if you're based on your followers on social media, then that's what you subscribe to. That's what you're going to see on a daily basis. So I feel like you subscribe to content that actually promotes self love and self-confidence then you're going to feel better by yourself no matter how big or small you are you're going to feel confidence and you're going to feel confident in what you have so i feel even if you stop mm-hmm. blaming just society and social media then to focus on 
what they subscribe to and the content they consume on a daily basis. So that's my two. That's my point. That's my point on the actual topic itself. So yeah, let me just take a look I at don't, what. I don't, what? I semi disagree. I semi disagree with you. I agree with you yeah. to a certain extent, but I do feel like even those that are very people who are very confident, or whether it be a woman or a man, I feel like it does come down to self esteem as well. Like if, for example, if I let you, if I bring you to a room and I'm praising everyone that is uh, curvy and you're not, you could be so confident, but you'll feel for some women sometimes that. Even for those that are quite confident, you'll be like, oh, you'll be taken aback by it. And I do feel like it's, it's no matter how you feel by yourself, it, it, you will feel that in a room or with people. For example, Jessie Nelson from Little Mix, when she won, uh, when her group won the X Factor, she was body shamed immediately. And she said she hated, that was the worst day of her life. And she, she was even, she went through clin- clinical depression and she spent so many hours in the gym. And when she lost so much weight, people still refer to her as the fat girl from Little Mix. And mm. even though that she feels great about herself and she's like, yeah, like I, I've got the body I want now. I've lost weight. I don't look like that anymore. It was still very difficult for her to post a picture of herself from many, many years ago when she was big. So even someone like her who is confident how how she looks now, she's got a good support system you will still be taken aback by the people that you may not even know because people always have something to say to you, whether it be negative, whether it be positive. You could you could cure cancer and someone will still say something you did wrong or there's something that's not right because everyone, like I said prior, is opinionated and entitled too much, I believe. So I yeah. do feel like even, I do agree with you to a, to a certain degree, but I do feel like, when you are this confident and your your self esteem can sometimes be can alter at certain points for certain people, it may not be affect them to a so much to the point where they have they look at themselves, but you will feel that energy from other people sometimes. I didn't. Yeah, I definitely. I know. What I said. I, I understand where you're coming from. I never saw it like that. But yeah, yeah, you do have. Yeah, you have a point. I never saw it like that. But yeah, I feel like. So is it always so? Do we blame social media or the people so, or the actual society we live in right now? Because I feel like it's it's they they go hand in hand, don't they? But I feel like with with so with women right now, I feel it's very difficult for a woman to look a type of way. I feel me personally, I think it's a, it's very easy to be a guy. You guys, I don't know why your skin's always nice and you guys don't do anything. You guys just make sure your clothes are right, your hair, your trim is looking good, your hairline's not looking like it's at another postcode. It's all lined up, everything is great. And then with a girl, her eyelashes need to be done, her hair needs to be done, skin looks to look nice. If her nose is too big, are her lips plump enough? Is her contour all right? Is her makeup good? Is her body nice? Is her breast good? Is she tall enough? Is she this? Does she have that? There's a lot of little things in women that we have to look at. And I feel like it's society, it's social media, it's, you know, your workplace, the people you're attracted to, people you may like if, they don't, if they're into that and you don't look like that. I feel like there's so many factors beyond it being aesthetic. You know, some people just, if you don't look like that, then ah, sorry, man, you, you, can't, you can't get this job or you can't model for us or we're not really looking for that. I'm not really attracted to you like that. 
like there's a, there's a there's a lot of things that go hand in hand and stuff like this. But yeah, there's more pressure on women and just more expectation and stuff. Yeah. And then within that. that, just like anything, there's actually different classes. So there may be like a certain type of woman from a certain demographic or a certain ethnicity that has even another layer of pressure on them. So it's just, it's, it's I guess, it's just that that's a whole other complex situation yeah. itself. But um, yeah, you're right. There's definitely more pressure on women in regards to like the standards that people expect for them. But at the same time, there is some a movement of, of women just not caring, like so women not um adjusting to the, the norm for even like I feel like obviously like the, the free the nipple movement there's like mm. people like saying I'm not gonna shave and just like just stuff like that where like I, I don't have to conform to the like you like you said before the European standards of beauty so I do yeah. see a shift in that where there is a lot of shifts in this like this current generation so maybe by the next generation there'll be um some sort of balance but yeah, I do see people like rebelling against all this norms mm. So yeah, we'll, yeah we'll actually, I want to touch upon something as well before we leave this stuff. Do you think, just based on pressure alone, do you think women put pressure on other women or men put pressure on women to look a certain way? Or is it actually just based on the community we're living right now? Is what I'm talking about? Do you think women put pressure on women or men put pressure on women to look a certain way? I feel like, I feel like, for example, I feel like personally, maybe men don't put as much pressure as women do. I genuinely do believe that with women, I see a lot. They'll scream feminism. They'll scream, "Oh, I'm, I'm doing this." You know, we shouldn't conform to society's norms and values and the epitome of beauty. But you will definitely find that one one girl staring at another girl, and she will be looking at her a certain way. Oh, you're not, you're not, you're not uh, curvy. Your body's not that nice. And there's a lot of com- comparisons going on between the two. There'll be a lot of girls saying, "Oh, but you can't be doing like that. You can't, you can't look like this." There's a there's a lot of comparisons between women. I do feel like a lot of women bring other women down in particular, especially if one woman is thriving on social media as an influencer or as a model. And if they're if they're seen that way, they'll look at themselves, and then I feel like it does affect their self esteem, and that's when they attack instead of supporting each other. I feel like a lot of women bring on, on more women down than men do. Okay, I just want to know because I feel like even you mentioned something before about you know some women do think about what what guys would think about them, and I feel like most guys do do that as well. But like you said, you know, more women, more men, some women tend to bring other women down as well. So they yeah, both I think go, they just care more. Pardon? I feel like they women care more than men. Yeah, to an extent, yeah, and yeah. So, Cardi, what do you want to say? Um. Yeah. Just yeah. Um. I want the whole point is just to get like Lucy's perspective on it. So it's actually good to have a like a female perspective on this topic. Um and yeah, it's, it's just it's at the end of the day, I just feel like so I'm just just to just summarize it from this um Adele thing. I do feel like people shouldn't look into it too deep because it is just someone up in a picture. But then this is the there always there's always a part that I like to look at when these things arise. I have to look at people saying like an opposing opinion or ridiculous opinion. What is what is like kind of fueling that opinion? And that's what we've kind of understood right now. Sometimes it may be insecurities, it may be societal societal norms. So it's always good to understand like what they say may be a bit unwarranted, but there's a, a reason behind it. Just like everyone is the way they are due to like a, a reason. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. the perspective I just want to understand. Um, yeah. Um, so another thing just to discuss is um, the situation that happened in America recently, or actually happened a while ago. So just to summarize it, it's um, a guy called Ahmad Aubrey. He was jogging in um, his local neighborhood and he was basically hunted down by um, three um, guys. And it says here that they were apparently white supremacists. But essentially, they thought 
they suspected him that he was burgling in a predominantly white um, neighborhood. And they basically went to the house, got their guns, and then chased him down the road and shot and killed him. That 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 is the the summary of it. So based on that, that's just like a normal incident. So that happened in February um of this year, like February twenty third. And these guys were only arrested, I think it was May the eighth or May the seventh. So they were only arrested this week. And this happened in February. So they literally shot and killed a guy in the mid in daylight and nothing happened to it. So that's why there's a bit of an uproar right now. And people understand that how can this occur? And how is this still happening in like big 2020? How, how how are we still experiencing this kind of situation and justice not being served? So I um I just want to just get the perspective of if any of you if both of you have heard of that case. Oh, yeah. I mean yeah, yeah. I mean I saw it on yeah I mean I saw it on Twitter like a few weeks ago, but I never really looked into it because like um in a weird now I want to say I've, I've seen this oh I'm I'm always seeing this in America just black people getting killed in general and. I feel like even you said that it's still going, it's still going on in 2020, and I feel like it will still keep going on because we have groups like KKK that still exist in this generation, and these guys back in the day were literally just killing black people for just doing random things, and that's still happening now. So I feel like we still have groups like KKK and white supremacists in America. These sort of cases always happen and will continue to happen, even though we've raised awareness. And some people are going to jail for it, but at the same time, even these men are going to jail now. I don't think they will go, they won't be, they will go to jail. I mean, they will go to jail for it. But I feel that's, that's what, I feel that's, I believe that's, that's what will come from it. Them just going to jail and nothing more. So I feel like we need to take action. And my problem is, what type of actions do we take? Do we come back to the back in the day of having Black Panthers and people actually going on the streets and actually demanding justice, or? what we're doing now where we're raising awareness for social media. So I'm I'm a little in between of okay, social media awareness is good, but we need to go back to back 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 to what we used to do before and just going on the streets with actual actual forming the actual community of people that actually want to tackle this issue. Does that make any sense? So mm. yeah, I just believe in to just go back to the old ways and just doing things and just taking action in person instead of just doing social media. I personally think that the legal system is too dented. So no matter what we do, it, it won't do too much. I understand that many, many decades ago, like if we went into the street, like Martin Luther King's peaceful walk and marches, it, it did something, of course. But I feel like right now, in, in the justice system in the US especially, I believe that was in Texas where it happened. I'm not too sure. Um, Georgia, but I'm not sure what part of America that is. Yeah, that's South America. If it's in the, if it's in the yeah. South, we all know that the South is like the Bible belt of of hardcore Christians and hardcore racists and white supremacy. And I genuinely believe that, yes, social media has its cons of bringing awareness, but I feel like there needs to be a lot more done that with social media with the awareness that it has to hit one person i do believe when you persuade one person to, to see it one way and to change someone's mind because our minds are our legacy and that's what we leave behind to our children to our friends that's what what that's what we truly leave behind is a mindset and as we all know mindsets are contagious so if we can persuade a da or an attorney or a judge this is this can't this can't prolong even further this this like people of colour can't endure this much anymore. I feel like that's when we'll be able to actually change the legal system and say, yes, okay, if this this can no longer happen. But I feel like because the system is so lenient towards white men 
it's going to be a very a very difficult run or well marathon to truly erase that from our system because if it was a black three black men and they just shot not even shot they just even spat at a white person it will be all over the news you'll it'll find, be over you'll see over, this, yeah. this very same guy from when he was five years old carrying i don't know wearing a hoodie and he's a thug from that age or he was doing drugs or they'll they'll do anything in their power to depict the black man into that stereotype as and they'll falsely accuse him they'll incarcerate him as we know 60 percent of men men in, in prison are wrongly accused and they're all filled up by people of color only 13 percent are white wasn't that the fight against um drugs movement introduced by like a previous president that ended up just literally incarcerating mainly black men that the, yeah. the, the effects are still being felt till today yeah that was done by clinton yes that's it yeah that's it that's it um, sorry, I just forgot to give a bit more context because you said something about a DA. So just the way the video was leaked, there was also the police report um, leaked as well from the original DA who handled it. So right now, the reason they arrested is because the the case was passed to another agency or another DA that actually took action within like a, like a couple of days. But the original mm-hmm. DA saw all the evidence and concluded this. So I'm just going to quickly quote some stuff from the police report. So first of all, when, when this happened in February, the family were requesting the video, but that DA constantly denied them, which mm. also is a description why would they wouldn't just release the evidence if they didn't feel like it would change the case. So they denied it. Not, that's why nothing happened. Um, the DA reviewed the autopsy and also reviewed all the evidence in the scene, and she felt that these three guys who um, tracked him down, so it was Travis McMichael, Greg McMichael, and Brian Williams. And the third guy is not mentioned a lot for some reason, which we'll touch on later but um essentially one of those guys actually previously worked in the police department in that state or city so that also is a bit of like con there's, there's something there that would influence this but essentially she saw the evidence saw um what they did and she said there was probable cause that they thought that this guy was um actually burgling the neighborhood so what they did was justified and she also even quoted stuff from the law saying they're allowed to have guns on them they're allowed to do this is fine but, but there's been other videos in that part of america seen when a black man is being walking around or anyone from america with guns like when they had they have a rule of thinkism you're something to carry that you're allowed to if you're in a gun you're allowed to carry open carry mm-hmm. um so it's actually legal in that state but there's been videos showing other people carrying it and being pulled over by police but the da is quoting that it's fine for them to carry it. so everything she basically justified everything they did yeah. and then at the end of it she said there's no reason to that she doesn't see any reason to arrest them and it's just shocking that a DA, someone that's actively meant to be in charge of law, um, came to this conclusion. So to link back to your point, saying every time this happens, we kind of need to show a bit of outrage against it. I feel like that's the only way it's going to work if continuously. It will take, it may even, like I keep saying things may not be this generation, maybe next generation. But if this generation keeps putting light to it, keep outrage of action, not just outrage, just talking on Twitter, outrage of actions, like support petitions, donate to causes that will support this and keep it in conversation. If you keep doing that, just the way the media, the media constantly pushes propaganda down your throat till it becomes mm. your like societal norm. You, if we keep doing that, it will, it will be forced to change, but it will take almost like our generation to do that for it, for the next generation benefit from this and even the generation after that. So I feel like this often changed, but it's not going to happen in the next couple of years. It's going to be in the next couple of decades probably. Yes, it's been an ongoing movement. Yeah. Literally. So I could I see justified outrage with action, not just outrage on its own, mm. can work. Because I know people say, oh, people are just making outrage, just going on Twitter, doing this, and they're not doing anything with it. But if you follow that up with 
making calls. Like, for example, people are making calls to the DA's office. They're trying to get her to resign right now to get someone else in there. So this doesn't happen again, if that makes sense. So this actually actually won't. That's, that's the issue. This, this is why I understand everything you're saying. And I agree with it because in my head, I just think of Malcolm X's peaceful marches and what uh, and what my, my, Martin Luther King used to do, bless their souls. Like, it works, yes. But I do believe right now, every anyone in the system can get away with it if you're white. Like, for example, there's a case that I, I read upon one time where a black guy, he raped an unconscious woman behind a dumpster and he got life immediately. And there was a white man. And I kid you not, this is what the judge, this is what the guy said in court. He did the exact same felony. He raped a girl behind a dumpster, unconscious behind a, in a party. And he only got six months um prison and i believe like eight months uh, commu- uh community service yeah and his attorney said in court but you know he's a swimmer you can't jeopardize this guy's life he's a, he's an athlete you know he should mm-hmm. he should sow his wild oats that's all he was doing and and the judge was like and and agreed so you have to, i i personally believe because i study law so i personally believe when it comes to the system you have to try to reach those internally like to reach the da or to reach someone inside like look this is this is wrong do you do you agree that this is all wrong do you do do you are you brave enough to truly step aside from your your throne and your pedestal and help people because i know that in especially within the us if you do that as an attorney you tend to lose you, you lose clients you lose credibility further, uh, yeah credibility further opportunities you you may lose a lot of money you may get attacked or death threats from the people around you like it's many people are scared and I feel like for I don't know if you've ever seen hidden figures before but one of the the heads I believe the mathematicians of NASA he saw that there was an injustice happening towards one of the women that actually is the reason as to why America got to the moon he started to make a change and when you start that domino effect from the inside from a higher from a higher authority because he was probably the most important man in that office everyone else started to see that and they and they fell along with it gradually and i do believe that as external as we all can be and help to move that but if we can't if we're all coming in into a circle and the inside of the circles is just refraining all of that and not really taking in what's happening i don't believe a lot of change will really happen i feel like someone from the inside needs to really wake up and see okay this is wrong we need to take a stand now or as many lawyers there can be that that can come in and and take people to court and so on and so forth but people can't do that because of legal fees and money and credibility there's so many issues and anomalies that come into this that can that can be a difficult to really accomplish this dent in the law system. I feel like it's going to be a long marathon, personally. I yeah. feel like it would work, because there is, there's a scientific theory that um, in, many, in a million decades, maybe in 100 years, in a century, um, everyone will be light-skinned on the planet. There will be no white, white people will cease to exist, because um, people of colour tend to have a stronger DNA, and they live longer than white people. So they they'll actually live longer than us, and there'll be mixed race kids, or there'll be black only black people, or brown people, but there won't be a lot of white people. And I think when when we're close to that, I feel like 
that's when racism will truly die down. But my other theory is that I feel like colorism will just replace it. So it's going to yeah. be an issue to fight. Yeah. Shade of light skin. Yeah. But I feel like as long, as long as we have this older generation of white people, no offense to them, but as long as they're in existence, I feel like, because they're just teaching hatred to their children and their children's children, because racism is hatred. And if, if you teach that, then that's what you're spreading. Wait, okay, you said colorism quickly. Wasn't, wasn't, wasn't there like a, a theory said that was passed on from the colonialism in the past? And like the caste system embedded by when like when people just like you know when it was put, when like in terms of slavery time where people were being bought and sold so they were kind of prioritizing I yeah. guess light 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 skin saves and saying oh you have you giving them more um more mm. authority over the dark skin saves so it's almost like embedded from then and now it's beyond it's even beyond um like the black community like I personally have um a lot of friends from the South Asian community and they also have like a caste system where people are treated better if they're lied to and then there's other parts yeah. of asia too but i'm specifically talking about south asian community and the middle east and stuff like i've seen even in arabs as well the lighter yeah. you are the more it's like even like uh i believe it was in the victorian times uh the white if you are if your skin was white so that's why they used to powder themselves with leads even even though it killed them with lead powder uh, you were considered wealthy that's in victorian time you're considered wealthy but if you were if you were tanned or any tan of uses like olive skinned or brown or black then yeah yeah you're not wealthy at all you're just you're scum you're considered as a peasant in in the arab community i feel like till this day the arab, a lot of arabs are very racist but the lighter you are the more pretty you are and it's even there's even an advert that i used to watch on tv that there's a cream to be lighter as an Wine arab and cream yeah and if you and as an arab the lighter yeah. you are the prettier you are beauty is con- seen that way which come derives from the Western world and using features and colonialism. I feel like it does all start from the white man. You, you said you you said you used to see the advert. I've seen adverts produced this year and last year that still have that same template mm. of yeah. having a dark skin model. Or sometimes they even use CGI to darken the skin of a model, saying her life was like this before, and then now they're like, um, yeah. she's got using this this cream. Well, I like, think like China did that as well. She went heavily, to Nigeria. Heavily, and the the sales of whitening cream is as it's, as well as in those like parts of Asia, I don't know if it's East Asia or something. The, yeah, the sales of those kind of creams have gone up, as well as in even in African countries as well. Like it's mm. just so this, it, like I said, there's still remnants of those past um, colonialism, like still being felt to today. Like it's still yeah. it, it's still like embedded. So like you know the way we're saying a lot of things will change. I feel like yeah, if people keep speaking out of it and if people are conscious of it, that because because a lot of this stuff is actually subconscious. Mm. You don't even realize sometimes. So that's a, that's another thing. Like sometimes a lot the way a lot of decisions we make, a lot of things we do right now, we don't realize we have like a very buried subconscious bias in us. Like and this this is beyond just um, what we're talking about now. This is even in, in the black community. Like we may look at other communities and say, oh, they would do this like stereotypes. We don't realize from years before this that stuff has been embedded in us. So it's up to the individual to kind of realize that and change it. So I feel like that in terms of all the stuff we're talking about, it's actually an individual change that will ch- that will fix it, not just like writing and telling people to fix it you have to the person has to realize it themselves that they're doing this and mm-hmm. why am i why do i want to up. do this essentially yeah um, i feel like it's because of tv and social media like i think it's just all telling us telling us visually how to program subconsciously i do agree with you i think we have to rewire our subconscious to truly see okay yeah, there's a lot of hatred and there's a lot of judgment between those that are darker skinned and light skinned and i, I feel like it does come down to the beauty a lot and I feel like that does get imposed by a lot by men 
especially with I know a lot of black women will say that their black men don't support black women they'll go for like light-skinned girls or brown girls or white girls but they won't really go for a black woman because they'll they'll shame them for being a dark-skinned girl or they'll be like oh you're you're ugly you're not you're not nice you're you're a dark woman like I know many I know especially on Twitter a lot that's when everyone got dragged because because they were shaming darker skinned girls even though they are dark skin so and their mom their mom mom is dark skin their sister's dark skin is that like a hella contradictory comes down to beauty I do believe that so yeah oh so so another thing just linked to the previous one we spoke about um like the the case in America, just to end on top of this, like, American subject. It's just, this is another thing about taking people seriously. So, I want to talk, so this is actually, like, it's so random, but I'm talking about Kim Kardashian <laughs> and her, her like, support of, like, justice and getting people out of prison and stuff and supporting causes. For example, she actually supported this Aubrey cause, this Aubrey case, which is why I'm bringing it up, mm-hmm. like, this guy that was murdered. But there, a lot of people are still not taking it seriously because of, they still see her as um I, I guess like this like super influencer like she was the one that kind of started all this phase and stuff so it's almost mm-hmm. like I don't know why we can't necessarily disso- disassociate people doing good and um like doing good for society compared to what they've done before so yeah. it, that's just something that I, I've seen and and even like I know we spoke about Chris Brown last time but it's even like that like I said he's he could do so much things but people always have this hate is it just is it just like embedded in us like no matter what someone does if you don't like someone you just don't like them and there's nothing this person can do to change that i just think people are just negative and hateful everyone have everything negative to say to you like for example like i went to power with adele and jesse nelson like they were complained about adele being overweight okay now she's lost weight you still have something bad to say jesse nelson <laughs> big. oh you're a bit big still oh, okay so you <laughs> lost weight oh but remember when you were big like no one no one is actually happy and i feel like with kim kardashian given her status and how many cases and men that she's exonerated is amazing but people will always strive to it it's, it's a lot easier for you to be negative than it is for you to be positive and i feel like with this society but why, why is it why is it doesn't it take more effort to like like even like in general to be happy be positive like to smile is a bit more easy like right? why to have to be angry or be triggered and stuff that takes a lot more energy out of you like i don't but i guess like this is a personal thing because everyone is shaped by their life what they've been through etc etc but um generally it's just easier to be more positive and just like yeah instead of always throwing hate towards someone Maybe is it because they're celebrities because they're popular i don't know like what i was i don't like the kind of process that goes through someone's heads like i'm just gonna hate i'm just gonna hate like, I mean, I think it's com- easier to be negative than positive. You it's think? Yeah. Wait, what, 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 what do you think? What, I want to hear. What do you think? about I, I still feel like it's easier to be positive than negative. I feel like hurt people hurt other people. So if you're going through, if you're having a, if you're having a negative experience in life right now, you're trying to spread that as well. So I feel like if someone's mm-hmm. negative and trying to spread negativity as well, they have, maybe they're going through something negative as well. Like I said, hurt people hurt other people as well. So I feel like people tend to not. I feel like people tend to look back on people's past so judging what they're going for right now based on because Chris Brown you mentioned as well so I believe people just into I feel just negative negative people's negativity just how it works if people are going for a low right now if people are going for something bad right now they're trying to do the same thing to you as well so just the way the life life works right now and like Lisa was going to say as well being negative is actually easier than, being negative is easier than actually being positive yeah I feel yeah. like as well like yeah I, just, you have to try and see it if you if you want to reverse the rules. 
if you see it from a negative person's standpoint, imagine there's a filter in front of you. They perceive the world in a negative manner. So they can't really see the positives in life. They, they, they fail to see that. So I could be so negative and so down all the time and so critical and hateful, whether to myself or people around me. You can bring me a great story and I'll still look at the nooks and crannies as to what's wrong in this story. So it's a lot. It's more of a, it's more of a personal thing, then, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I feel like it depends on the individual. It's it's a lot. I don't. You can't. I I don't believe you could tell a negative person be positive, because positivity comes from that. So you have to change how you perceive the world and eradicate this negative filter or the cloud that's above you to be able to be like, all right, cool. This is how it really is, and to be able to be liminal with your with your beliefs I'm like all right there's I can see negatives and positive in this but I can see this is the positive thing so this is what's happening is how the benefits of this and the repercussions of that when you're negative minded I feel like it's only you can take yourself out of that yeah is there a norm to be negative as in like it's just them like for example as easy as this for someone to is always like happy all the time you know you have them people that no matter what they is they're just always smiling which mm. sometimes would be like relaxed man but um, I feel, generally, I feel like you have a you have a choice as well, right? You have a choice sometimes to be positive, to be positive or negative. I know people that I know people that are going through difficult times, but still smile and still put themselves in a good mood and cheer yeah. themselves up. So I feel like yeah, people do have it. I mean, to an you have a choice to an extent. It's not easy, but you have a choice to on how you interact with someone else in a positive way or or negative way. So to an extent, you do have a choice on even though you're going through a difficult time, you have a choice to. If you know better, you have a choice to pray to to go the opposite way and be positive or be negative. So people do have a choice to an extent on how they want to treat other people. But yeah, yeah, being negative is just easier because don't need to be. You can't be empathy. You can't show any type of remorse. So yeah, yeah it's much easier. Yeah. Mm. No, I agree. Um, and yeah, so yeah, it's, it's good that we've touched upon all those deep subjects. Um. But yeah, so something else that I've seen is just, they're saying, um, this is, I know we've talked about like quarantine and all these COVID-19 things a lot, but it's, it, is, it is a reality right now. Wait, how are you coping with the quarantine first, uh, Lucy? Me personally, I'm swamped with uni work. So I'm like, I, I'm, this is fine for me. This is like a regular day, a regular thing for me. So I'm not really bothered by it. I don't have work. It's all paid. You know, uni is all online. So the moment I submit my work, I'm calm. Like, I'm yeah. binge watching everything on Disney, Disney Prime Video, Netflix, everything. So I'm fine. I could read my books. I could work out. It's great. But I can understand for some people. I know there's even certain people that suffer with anxiety or mental health issues that this is troubling for them. They need to be outside so they can't yeah. be. Cla- they're quite claustrophobic in their own space. So I can understand why people would feel that way what about you guys how are you guys dealing with it <laughs> that's interesting i mean sorry <laughs> no just what about you Simon? we've been doing i mean i'm just i mean i work from home so i've just been working from home chilling going out going out i, I go out for walks every day because i can't stay for too long so i go for walks in the evening or go skating or just working or playing games just trying to be also trying to work work out as well working out meditating just trying to take care of my mental health. That's what I'm trying to do right now. So I've been trying to work out, but every time I, I want to buy something online, it's sold out. Or they're saying delivery is going to come in 2021 January. I'm like, big man, that's too long. Like, <laughs> Which one? I want to buy a bench. Uh, legit a bench. Like, that's what I wanted, a bench. Because I've got weights in it. So I just want to have like, a bench. And 
uh, um, everywhere is sold out and the places that do deliver are delivering like like I said literally almost at the end of the year by then we'll probably be out anyways well I hope we are but um, yeah, that's a difficult I've been having just like it's so th- so someone said something it's like we've got used to like clicking a button on like Amazon or something and getting it the next day the, now that we don't have that it, it, it makes you realise that we've got so used to it because before it wasn't always like this we didn't always have this convenience swear I, everything I buy on Amazon comes the next day Still Amazon, for you, yeah. Amazon Prime, no, no, okay, what are you buying exactly? No, no, that's what I'm saying. Some things, no, my thing is some things that they don't have stock or they don't oh, even yeah, have. Oh, yeah, or, 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 I can what you're purchasing. I can understand with weight, everything is sold out. Yes, just stuff like little, little like mm. niche stuff that you're like, okay, let me buy this now that I'm working from home like this. And then for, I guess that's a very personal thing because a lot of things I've been trying to buy, I just literally can't get, which is shocking because before this, you can there's nothing you couldn't get, like literally nothing. Everything just came mm. in an instant. But um, yeah, so that's a change, and and I did see someone say that like like in this times we've so got used to getting everything like instant, and just like on demand because obviously that's a generation that's coming that when you when you can't it's like whoa like what's happening, like we're so shocked by it. Is it I feel like this actually like big like I think it's actually a big deal as well just because we've got used to everything being so convenient, like like I said just one click away you can get what you want the next day. Literally one click. Like, what sometimes, you have about... to click. sometimes you just say it. Yeah, <laughs> you have it in your house. <laughs> what that, yeah, what does that say about? the actual future itself like something bad happens maybe like world war three happens are we going to survive as actual human race because used to just everything being so but i feel like everything's going to go that way alex you know all this all the way we have convenience is that i guess that's how that's the new business everyone all the new businesses are trying to make our life more convenient uber airbnb all the stuff like alexa like it's always going to get that way where we're going to have really convenience mm. i love convenience but then i guess like you said the downside is um yeah, like if anything happens to it or stops working, how are we gonna function? To be honest, the only person who's benefited from all of this is Jeff Bezos. He's I now say Jeff he's Bezos. the first because of all of this and everyone's buying stuff on Amazon, he yeah. is now the first man in history to be a trillionaire. But oh. it was but it was before it was but it was it was No, nah, he was, he was, ne- nah, he was the... never a trillionaire, he was a billionaire, he was a multi billionaire, but he he never hit the trillion mark ever. He's the first man now because of this coronavirus outbreak and people's everyone's buying everything on Amazon, especially out of yeah. boredom, because I'm definitely doing that. He's and not then, and then there's Prime, there's he has he's built his industry. He's like this right. is the perfect time for what? Yeah. So like, right now he's good. Like you know, yeah, from this is a statistic fact. If you from the moment you were born received hundred and eighty thousand pounds a day until the day you died, you still wouldn't be a trillionaire. You still wouldn't even come oh, close to him. What? Yeah, but on that on that note though, his company is worth one trillion, but his actual his actual personal liquid asset is he's still in the billions. He's still rich. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a trillionaire. Like he's a, yeah, he's link, a link, So you're saying yeah. link to his company is a trillionaire. Right? It's, it's, yeah. it's actual Amazon net for Amazon's worth right now is it? Yeah. One trillion. But so it's actual, it wasn't that before then. So it wasn't that before. It was just billions. I, I thought it was before. I thought Amazon was worth a trillion. Even a, month, a few months ago, but no, no. In what? terms of like his personal net worth, like, like as a as a CEO, I believe he he, he holds the fifty one percentage of his company oh, shares as well into the company. So, but also, he, you need to remember, he lost half his. Yeah, well, didn't his wife take that? Did it? Yeah, that's well. like that was years ago though. His wife took a lot, but he's he is his personal net worth. What the money he gets from himself from his business, he became a trillionaire. I'm not surprised by that, man. This, this guy. Well, there's, there's something I was going to talk about as well. Um, wait, you said something about you've been watching shows, isn't it? Yeah, been watching everything. <laughs> yeah, but you say Disney. I've never signed up to Disney yet. Can, wait, too. can both of you give me one show you've been watching? Because there's a show I want to talk about. Is, have you both seen something called Tiger King? 
Yeah, I saw it. I, I watched the first episode. I, I, I didn't. I couldn't finish I it. I saw it. Why, why did you wait? We were. Why did you fall off it? What happened? What going? It wasn't just my taste. It wasn't for me at all. I'm just yeah. You didn't like the character, <laughs> nothing like that. No, it was just. I just. It was just you know, something I'm into. That makes any sense. I just wasn't into it. <laughs> okay, Lucy, have you seen it? That's interesting. Actually. Yeah, I've definitely seen it. Lu- I've I thought you were sourced. I thought you were sourced for one. I'm actually surprised. But Lucy, you've seen it though. Yeah. Not that Carol Baskin, she definitely killed her man. 100%. Okay, wait. Can I say something? This is what I'm going to flip on you. I'm happy that you said that. I was hoping Ruwa would say that so I can come with this, but I'll come with this on you. Are you ready? Man said that. Are you ready? <laughs> ready. You, you right, the smoke. I'm not going to lie to you. Right. You're the smoke. All right, okay, come then. Come. Exhibit A, exhibit A. Go okay. on. As a person, I also love documentaries, right? Trust me, don't get me wrong. I love a good documentary, which it, it is what it is. It's like a very intriguing documentary. And I guess in this time, they were in, everyone's focused on it. And you can see when the documentary comes out, everyone talks about social media. Okay, mm-hmm. done. So there's something that I've seen be, beyond that. And, I've, and I didn't, I wasn't fully aware of this because I, like I said, I love documentaries. It feels like what we watch is factual. Everything is like presented to us as like, like I mean, like fact, there's literally nothing else to question. Mm-hmm. But on that particular documentary, there was, it came out that there was actually a lot of information that wasn't presented to us to mm-hmm. make sure that the show was entertaining enough to generate the buzz that it has ju- gone now that is mm-hmm. guarded now and some people are even looking at joe exotic as almost like a little icon mm. in a way even though he had a very disruptive character but mm. he was so entertaining to watch it, that was that was the main thing and now the narrative of this carol baskin thing which i was like even i feel deep into it is is like the normal like everyone everyone hates her she 100 killed her killed her what's it called her man and that's the perception that we have so now i'm going to go through some of the stuff that was actually hidden so for example oh, you know, before, before you start because I'm, I didn't, I've watched only parts and part of the first episode. What's actually yeah. the show about? Is okay. it about? Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good. Thing. Um, Lucy, do you want to summarize it, or do you want me to like summarize the show? Um, you can summarize it. Okay, so essentially, uh, well, I'm, it's going to be spoilers if I tell you, or you know that. I'm not going to watch it. It's okay. Okay, so for anyone who's not watching it, sorry, but essentially the show is about um, there's. So it's based around like three zoo. I would call them as zookeepers, but they they mainly um, house tigers and they breed them as well. And there was actually a fact that said so. This isn't I think it's California um, or some part of America. There's more tigers in captivity there than there is in the wild or in the yeah. world. In that literally in that state wow. in captivity, there's more tigers there. It's that's that's a crazy fact. So that that was another interesting like thing on the show. So essentially, um, the main the main like protagonist of the guy on the show is Joe Exotic. He's the one that like I guess kind of started this. He has loads of um tigers, over like hundreds of tigers that he breeds, as well as like monkeys, bears, etc. And uh, so he opened his own zoo. And then there's a um another guy that he also kind of like they he trades tigers with. I, I can't remember his name. Um I forgot his name. Do, do you remember his name as well? Oh god, uh, I don't remember his name. I know who you're talking about exactly because I remember his face, but I forgot his name. Yeah, so he also has another tiger. Is it Vivani until I'm 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 Google as well. Yeah, go if you want to google it to give the names I, I didn't i didn't expect mm-hmm. to give the names i just want to state the facts <laughs> yeah sorry go on <laughs> tiger tiger king anyways oh, his it. name is like some asian name Mar- 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 oh yeah so that's not actually his name he, he marble van or something means God yeah he gave like... it to him name he gave it to himself yes okay so on that before i explain the third woman on that note they said his one is a bit more premium than Joe Exotics, but then he's also has elements of like a little sexual cult kind of thing. For example, yeah. he makes the women change their name on the day they join them and it makes them wear a provocative outfit and also it makes them even get boob jobs to, before they can even work for them. And also he only pays them $100 a week. So 
there's remnants of it that symbolizes being a cult where they imagine you change your name to join someone you've kind of lost a bit of their identity and you kind of committed them for life yes, and these true. people work non-stop there's, there's, there's no break they don't get to see their family they don't get to see anything they just work for him and also it was alligator that he does sometimes give them higher positions within his organizations if they sleep with him yeah so that is it's all mad it's all mad over there um so yeah that's that's his summary and then the third lady carol baskin which is mad that we remember her name um she is actually kind of against them so she because they they breed and then they um put the tigers on for shows and stuff making make money from them when they're little cubs i think that's what it's, what it's called they take pictures with them they make they just like they just profit of them a lot her thing is she wants to like have a sanctuary for them so she houses them she just till they just die and just keeps them in the cage so she doesn't really try to profit from them in that way but she still profits by letting people come to see them which which is why people that's, say that's a, a lie victory. That, but we'll get onto that later that's a what I believe I believe she's the biggest hypocrite ever. She's complaining about other people uh, holding ca- ca- holding tigers in captivity, but she's yeah. doing the exact same thing. If you really I mean, want to, I, I, tiger, I hear that point. I hear that point. Send them to the wild, but you don't see her doing that. But they, they, but yeah. So you're exactly right. But they, all, they kind of portray as like, oh, she's trying to take over the tigers. But at the same day, it just when you watch the whole show, you feel like she just wants to have the biggest share of yeah. like, people coming to visit her sanctuary because essentially, is her against Joe Exotic. He he doesn't like it because she's trying to take from his business. She doesn't like people breeding tigers, making money from them in that way. She wants all the people to, all the tigers to come to her sanctuary and people to come and see it there, which yeah. is, is kind of a conflict of interest because of she's still making money from them mm. and she's trying to say that it's supporting. Anyway, so that's the summary of the show, everyone. Do you get it now? Yeah. It's based around um, those three people. Yeah, go on. Yeah, finish it. Um, but so essentially, after, throughout the show, it just shows like a battle between Joe Exotic and Carol Baskin, mate, Carol Baskin mainly. Like, they just fighting to, like, close each other down. He even made death threats towards her. He had a little, like, live TV show. Where oh, in the would... same show? In the same show, yeah. He had a live TV show where he would put a mannequin of her and shoot it with a gun. He Also, he, had, yeah. he liked having like, guns and dynamite and blown up things. Um, this was recorded for Netflix. Yes. Yeah. yeah like, you've seen Too Hot to Handle. Netflix is just putting everything out there right now. It's mad. Um, they wow. they spilled all the tea before quarantine. Trust me, they, they put everything out there, and they, I get. I, I guarantee we're going to see more content like that because it's just is it. It gets it gets the buzz of social media and yeah. entertain. Like people are going to talk about it. Um, actually, I don't want to go into show too much. Let me just go back to my original point because I'm literally explaining what happened in the show. But at the end of the day, Joe was arrested. He's currently facing trial for um, trying to what's it called? Attempted murder. Attempted murder on her. That's that's literally like the that's like the plot of the whole documentary. He's in jail right now, and they went through the whole story how it got there. How did he get to such a stage where he's in prison? For trying to, so he's, in, he's in jail right now. Yeah, yeah. For what? For attempted, attempted murder, murder on on Carabaskin because they were battling and apparently he they said he hired someone to murder her, so they they caught him on that, on that charge. It's a lot more complex than that, but is that's the summary of it? Um, can I go, let me go back to the point about Lucy saying um, the narrative of Carabaskin is um, like that she hundred percent killed her her a uh, partner because that that was also a narrative spin saying. She killed a partner. Nothing happened to her, and she inherited millions from him. And now she's 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 vilified. There's a whole narrative being spun around her. So what came out after the show is the the producers of the show to make it entertaining to paint Joe Exotic in this narrative where he's like a, a little bit icon and Carol Baskin in this kind of narrative where she's like a, a killer of her husband and she just she's like a gold digger essentially that just wants to profit from tigers and all of this. There's some information hidden. So they they hid the fact that um so you know in the show they showed like a meat grinder right of how she, she that's how she, they, they proposed yeah. killed her her husband so 
the, the actual meat grinder was, it was like, if you show the actual one compared to what they show for reference, it's, it, it's not the same essentially. So that was a little, like, what's it called? What's that thing? Like a little subliminal thing to paint that into our head. Mm-hmm. Also, they, they forgot to mention that her husband, although he was a millionaire, he was actually lending a lot of money to the cartels in, I think, was it Peru or wherever country he went to visit? He was actually lending money to car- cartels in there. So they were... It's just, she killed her husband as well. Oh, <laughs> you need to watch the show because there's a lot to explain to you. <laughs> so basically, they, they, we're doing the show, they showed a part where her husband just went missing. He literally went missing, nobody found nothing. Like, and so the narrative was been that she killed her husband. And um, he had a little airstrip near the zoo. They found his, his, his coach, his car, there. car there, but nobody, nothing. Like basically, just so they're just saying... There's no way that would happen. She, they say no. She drove him there. She killed him, and she fed the she fed these bodies to tigers. That's a narrative. Wow. Wait, <laughs> I keep having to keep. I'm trying to prove my. I'm trying to. I'm trying to put a narrative. I'm going you to watch it. You to watch it. But um, wait, back to Lucy. Then I'm. I'm. Then we get back to this. Um. So yeah, I'm just trying to show. You, so you know that the whole the whole way I felt after the show, the whole way you felt. I'm just trying to give you some information that, that was hidden that we, you have to question. Um. So essentially, so they said um he was lending money to that to the cartels as well. Which mm-hmm. could be a reason where they they may be they may want to get rid of him too. They didn't even the police didn't even look into that, um, mm-hmm. and also that they said she was a gold digger. Where she actually when she when she met him they didn't have any money. He only started making his millions once they opened the, their first sanctuary. So that's not mm-hmm. information they hid from us. Another thing is so in order to paint Joe in this kind of entertaining but saint narrative, they actually took a lot of clips of him being racist, mm. and and just other things that would paint him in a way to for us to question or want to follow him as like a, a protagonist to love. And there's a lot of almost, a lot of hateful things that he did say as well. So I'm just mm. trying to say, if they added all of this extra stuff in, would we still have... There's actually a lot more that I've even t- touched on, but that's the ones I can remember right now. If they added all of this extra stuff in to the context, as well as other hidden scenes that they didn't even put in, do you think we would have still felt the same narrative that we got from it, from Karen Baskin? I just wanted to ask you that. Me personally, yes, because when it came down to... Because a gold digger is what? You're just there for the money. You're, you you want to consume as much money as you can, essentially. And when it came to his will, I don't know if you remember, but when it came to obtaining his will, she was, she wasn't, no one knew of her whereabouts. She suddenly was there, went, broke into uh, her husband's, like, close attorney or the person who, who would deal with his will, broke into her office and took it and got it signed and already uh it confirmed his death when it wasn't even confirmed by the police and then she she took 90 percent of his income and she threatened his family his daughters and his ex-wife yeah um i'm not going to give you any of the money if you continue to like coming for me i'm only going to give you 10 percent of all of his money 10 percent if you were truly there for the sake of that of that man and you and you were really like oh, okay he really died let me let me help his family out you would have given them at least like 60 40 if you really want to be like to to give to give them something but what did she do 10% and she threatened them with it she even said out she even took she repossessed their property their houses repossessed certain of their assets liquidated them took it for herself and she only gave them 10% so you're saying by the the way she the actions that mm. she did afterwards how she it, how she went about it legally that's to me that that's that screams volumes to me 
because someone I'm who's feeling remorse for her husband. <laughs> this sh- hey, relax, relax. I feel your energy behind that. For someone who the way her, the way she handled getting the will and how quickly she wanted to confirm his death and yeah. where she was out at three a.m. trying to make a call for someone. Why are you out at three a.m. trying to make a call? It doesn't make sense. Hmm. Okay, how does she, how does she get rid of the body? How does she get rid of the body? Okay, can I ask both of you? Logic, I don't see the threat to Tiger, but if she didn't give the Tiger, why would it, why why was there no body? Why why was that? Why can they? Um... You can you know you can incinerate a body and you lose all DNA. You lose all that's, the only thing that's, that's left that's is the brain. The yeah, only but she's, thing... she's one woman. One woman. I'm not saying one woman can't do this, but that's what that's where. I can't lie. All you have to do, yeah, is shoot the. Don't ask me why I would know this. But just yeah, shoot I was going to ask you myself. <laughs> you, all you have to do is sleep, what if he was sleeping, shoot him, and then you just take him to an incinerator. And if you don't know, when you incinerate a body, all DNA is lost. And the only thing you can't incinerate is a skull and a pelvis. So you have to actually grind that. And then it's uh, actually going to throw it away in the drain. Okay, Lucy, I feel like you've been so much. Listen, <laughs> that, that asks me too many questions in here. We're, yeah. we're not talking about me. Nah. Listen, you need to get away from the dark side of YouTube. I get, get lost in there too. I get lost. I know, no, my big man, really back. Drink some water. Really back. I'm dead. Yeah. I'm dead. <laughs> no, but you have to. Well, she paid someone. Hey, listen, I'll pay you one mil if you do this for me. Yeah. Or take it to a place and burn it or chop him up for me and I'll give it to the animals. Like She did, she did have a lot to gain from it, but I just feel like I've, they did, I feel like they should just put all the facts in there. But from a producer point of view, I guess if you put all the facts there, it may be too much. But so that's what this is the, the, the place where I found all this facts from. I need to actually find it to quote it. But essentially, he's saying um, do, current documentaries, we've got to be careful with it because we look at it as factual. This is my, my, my ending point. We look at it as factual, but. Sometimes we have to take into consideration that they want to make this entertaining. So they will add some facts in, leave some facts out, or predict. Dramatic effects. Project dramatic effects. So that obviously influences us. But we've always regarded documentaries as, like like I said, like the Bible, like gospel. facts. Yeah. Or gospel. So we've got to be careful now because I know you, you still came to the same conclusion, but generally, I feel like some people wouldn't have if they had all the facts that they said out there, mm. or they would have felt a different way of, like, they would have looked at as some of the characters in this way. So mm. we just got to be careful. And I've actually seen that some other documentaries that I can't mention right now. But um, yeah, like generally, this, it was literally almost like a TV show kind of style thing, but yeah. based on real stories, but then with some things taken out, which is essentially what a reality or TV show does. Yeah. But it's meant to be a documentary. So we just, we just got to be careful of that. But yeah, like everyone's going to make their assumptions. And also, because it's kind of unsolved, we don't know what happened to the, the, the husband. It's always mm. going to be left for speculation. But one thing we do know is like the... The guy's arrested. Joe's arrested for attempted murder. Which, even even that is not been. I don't know if that's been confirmed yet. Actually, has it been confirmed? Did he get? Did he get? A yeah, sentence? yeah, he got a sentence, but he just he. I think he wanted to get out for parole. Is he, is he still appealing against it? Yeah, he's still appealing against it because they asked. He's asking why isn't the man that I supposedly asked to kill Carol Baskin not being. Oh wait, wait, Lucy, What about that third person? What about that guy that joined that partnered with him? What's his name? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's the guy. I forgot his name, but that the bald-headed guy. Yeah, the bald-headed guy, because they're saying... Yeah, he didn't, that, he didn't I don't really it. trust that guy, because they're saying he was entrapment, essentially. But that, cause that's something that's hard to prove. They say, so, real, they're saying there's a third guy that, that joined business with Joe, with Joe Exotic, and essentially he was like a business partner with him, but he was known to be like a scammer. Like, he scammed so many people. He said he had a Ferrari, but it was actually rented. He said he had a mansion, but it was actually rented. Yeah. So he's like a known scammer, and essentially they're saying... 
because after all this happened, Joe went to prison. He took ownership of the zoo, even though they partnered. Yeah. So they're saying he may have kind of entrapped Joe to give. So he was done for giving money to someone to to murder um, Carol Baskin, but the guy never did it. But he's Joe is saying that money was given by that his business partner to give to that guy. So is this like all stuff? There's like yeah, there's a lot of loopholes. Yeah, there's there's so So much going on. So spooky. It's crazy. Documentaries are so different. (laughs) (laughs) Does that sound like an episode of like Power or something? Yeah, it's like a drama. I'm like, okay, I I didn't know. I thought it was real. I mean, I thought it was a drama. I didn't know it was so real, but yeah. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. We gotta be careful of the way the producers have put it together because it's super entertaining. Yeah, because if they if they intended to vilify Carol Baskin, they succeeded. Because even if I look at her face, her face just annoys me. Yeah, people have made memes about it. That, that's yeah. that's not they've painted. So it, it's so strong. Like yeah, for I I think going forward, even like this year, people are always gonna still be making memes about her, and she's it's almost like a running joke right now. Anything that says with like someone. Yeah, even on her Instagram, people have been violating her in the comments. Oh, she has Instagram. Is it is it her Instagram or is it the the zoo's Instagram? I'm not I'm not too sure because she released a video of her saying, "Hey guys, it's Carol Baskin," and and they're just everyone is, "Oh yeah, you killed your husband." Da, 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 da. Like everyone's Whoa. getting at her. Oh, uh, is her husband's name Don Lewis? And I can't remember. I think so. <laughs> oh. How do you look like? Why do you look like? I don't know. He looks no. old. Yeah, probably isn't because <laughs> he's he was quite old. Um, oh, it, yeah. It, yeah, it's probably him. But anyways, but yeah, he just went missing. It like the mad things, like they said, nobody, no evidence, literally nothing. That's oh, but we're forgetting one big thing here. Carol Baskin threatened her man, and he he had a legal warrant. Oh yeah, against oh, yeah, her. Yeah. yeah, that's another I'm reason why I'm I think she definitely killed her man. Yeah, see, there's so much information. There's so much. Yeah. things he, that gave, he gave the warrant to his assistant, I believe, that dealt with his will, and he yeah. told her, "If anything happens to me, please take this to court." Because he had an injunction or not, or against her to say that she can't come near him anymore because she threatened to kill him. Can I drop something in there? That they so there's something another hidden fact they said is that assistant apparently embezzled 600k from his money. So they said is his statement, um, what's it called? Trustworthy. See, there's so mm. many they, they 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 forgot to mention that as well. I still think it probably Even is, if but it's trustworthy or not, fam. That piece of paper shows that he he filed an injunction against Carol Baskin, so because she threatened to kill him, yeah, yeah so before, that, before that, he died. Me, I'm seeing it from a factual perspective. Like when I when I say factual, I mean from like documents legally. Yeah, that to me shows that yeah, she's a bit booky, and she she must have had something to do with his death. There's no way she's entirely innocent. I don't believe she is. Even if she's like one percent guilty, she still had something to do with his death. Or probably knows. I I just hope they come to a conclusion after they find what actually happened, because it's just been left in the air. Like, but I feel like because it's got so much attention right now. We'll probably find that like a follow up to it. If they do a season two, that's mad because I don't see what else they can report on. Um, <laughs> you want season two? They better do. I don't really need season two, but it, they they've yeah. been doing like a follow up. They've been doing, like they skyped all of them, all the all the people on the show to see how they are. And I swear, one of the one of the guys was like on something. So some of these people are bukey, man. He was literally in the bed, like falling asleep. It's, it's mad. Kara <laughs> <laughs> um, no, Ruskin's a legend, man. She go away with murder. That's calm. She's a millionaire running. Yeah, mm. she's just she's just millionaire. Made money off it too. Imagine she's, she's just doing her thing. Oh, oh, man, it's Okay, so I want to switch the vibe quickly. Um, so actually, before I just want to talk about something positive that's been happening before we go to another topic. So in terms, in the light of all this like COVID nineteen thing, it's been um, it's been some news has been come out of like the the is it the air pollution? We're on the air pollution. This has gone down. 
Yeah, so it went went down a few months ago in Italy because Italy was in lockdown before everyone else. Was it Italy? Yeah, was it France? Yeah, Yeah, it was Italy. So the air pollution was actually different. So because there are less cars in the road and less humans and natural, less, less humans outside, the air pollution was actually different. It actually got better. So... And same thing is happening here in the UK as well. So we had less yeah. air pollution, just pollution in general, because less people are going out. So I'm which is very And it said less litter, less litter as well. Even though, I didn't yeah, see that. That's what um I've seen as well, because I've got like a list of good things um that's been happening so, this time. So we, had, so we had the actual problem. Humans had actual issues there. So yeah, yeah. To, the, to, the, to the world, yeah, hundred percent. Even the water canals in Italy, they for the first time I think it was in six decades, uh, the water actually oh, yeah. came up. You can actually see the fishes as well. Yeah, I saw fishes. that. Yeah. I've actually yeah. been I've been in Italy and yeah, like I don't remember reaching the fishes. But to be honest, I was trying not to drown because <laughs> when when someone else got in that gondola, big man, it was doing a shmoney dance. It was, I was like, big man, this is it, this is it. <laughs> in a bit, I'm like, God, I see you in a bit. Can you not? Can you not swim? <laughs> no, I can't. Oh! Okay, I'm not. I'm not going down the street, man. I can swim there. Let me say this. Let me put this on record. Let me put this on record for all you ops listening. Um, I can swim. I just can't. Um. Stay afloat. So it's like, let's say I fell in the gondola, I would have been moving the wall with them catfishes as well. So I would have done my thing to the next bridge. I could have done it a bit, but I can't stay afloat. Do you know? Do you know? That's actually annoying because sometimes I've gone out to like, um, like I've been on holiday and stuff and boat parties, and I can't even really like go mad because I'm like, I know in me, I'll sip, I'll take that one shot of tequila, sip some to rock, and I'm like, you know, I can do this, man. I can do this, and I'll try to do backflip in the sea, and yeah. Yeah, all I got from that, bro, is that you can't swim, my guy. You actually I have, have, have a different excuse. I have a PTSD from swimming, so that's why uh-huh. I can't swim. What? Wait, what do you mean PTSD? I've been with John three times. I was one time I was in primary school. Me and too, that's not swimming. I think the girl's name was Lucy as well, and she saved me. I'll never get that day. I'll never get uh-huh. that day. It, self-esteem, gone. Self-esteem, gone. <laughs> I, I, went, I thought I could go to the deep end. I wasn't there. I was staying. I was, this, this, is when I, this is when I realized I couldn't stay afloat, because I swam from the shallow into the deep end. I was like, let me just chill here for a bit. Boink. I went down, <laughs> I never went down so quick in my life and she had to throw me a floaty. Um, I, I, didn't, I didn't talk to her for the rest of the year. I was like, I, 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 I was like I'm good. That's, you know, funny enough, you know, that's how my mom taught me to, to swim. She actually threw me in the deep end and said, swim. And I was actually screaming for help. And when the when the uh, the lifeguard said, oh, he was jumping in, my mom actually stopped him and said, no, she has what? to learn. Raw, that's raw, but you learned. That's how I learned. My mom said, you have to swim. I'm not jumping in for you. And I, I was like, I was like, Mom, I can't, I can't that swim. That sounds like one of my nightmares. That I had yeah, I learned, how, I learned how to swim. And I learned how to float from drowning. Yeah, I'm going to just call Charles to Portland after that. Yeah. <laughs> Childline. Oh, I, I wish, like, I wish, like, like I was... My mom did make me swim earlier, but it was never a thing. I think I started, like, late in primary school. So by then, it was just done. Yeah, no, like, I I grew up in Nigeria. I, I just did. I just didn't want to swim. Yeah, man, you can't swim there. No, you put your feet in the water, but the acid will just burn your legs. So that's probably not. Oh, shut up! No, I'm Nigerian. You can swim there. Mad. Um, but wait, wait. Oh, so another thing that's going to happen. They said them um, for small businesses. So obviously, the government is like creating a fund, but they said there's people have been putting like raffles together to raise money for. Um, like in East Dulwich, for example, the local community is putting money to um, together for the small businesses. So that's another good thing that's happening. Because I can feel that you know, a small thing. Or the small, do you know they've been going bankrupt? When they're already bankrupt, because they they were like a massive department store and people don't really even go there anymore. But now they're, they're closing like big stores because they can't pay rent. 
it's kind of mm. I can see that happening with a lot of stores. You have to go online. That's why even the fact that Primark don't have physical, I um, don't have online. Primark is there was actually a guy in Italy who actually stopped, uh, told all his tenants, and oh, no, not in Italy, but in, in America, I think it's in New York. He has like, I think over a hundred um, tenants and he stopped, he told them, don't pay for your rent. Uh, I've got it covered. Whoa. That's so they whoa. have to struggle. See, he's, that's a good person. That's a good person. Mm-hmm. I like it. Like, even when I see companies where they say CEO are taking pay cuts or they're um, trying to do this, but at the same time, they're still getting rid of the people. So I've, it's like, I just, I don't know how we can fix this, but yeah, like I always, it's nice to see people being selfless, if that makes sense, mm. towards this yeah. time. Wait, what else they said? Oh, just like the NHS stuff. Um, uh, yeah. Okay, so I just want to add some good news into the topics. Another thing we're going to talk about is, um, so in terms of just, this is to do with music. Um, and I'm, I'm not focused on this artist because he's the only one that does it, because I purchased it to his music, but this is just, he's, he's like the example that we're going to give. So we're going to talk about future lyrics and promoting misogyny. <laughs> <laughs> so um, obviously from a guy perspective, um, I, I, so obviously we, we all, in rap in general and all this like stuff, we know that sometimes if you actually deep the song, stop merely rocking for two seconds and deep the song, you'd be like, what is this guy saying? And mm. it's just all mad. But um, women and men love future. But then I've seen a shift, uh, a shift in, even on Twitter, people saying, quoting, future lyrics and some women being offended by it saying oh this is promoting misogyny but then women also love this song i just want to get a female perspective on this because of people love listening to this guy's music but if you actually deep it for a second he's not i guess promoting the most positive message <sighs> is it just uh, is it just future in general or just some artists no there's there's a there's a lot of artists future just like i okay. guess he's prominent he's like obviously quite a big artist but when there's, there's you can probably name hundreds of artists that do this it's just it's like almost like the norm of but um, you need to understand though, Future actually released that like, in an, a statement and even said in an interview that like, most of his music, it's not how he truly feels. He only said he only does that like, because that's what his fans like. That's why like people like take the like the memes of him are hilarious. Like if it's like there's one of him looking in the mirror saying, You ain't toxic, they toxic. Like it's just it's just it's just what sells for him. That's why he continues doing yeah. it. He even says he doesn't even do drugs no more. But he does he spits about it. Yeah, he doesn't do it no more, yeah. but he only talks about it because he knows that's what sells. Yeah. But then I feel like you're saying you're saying the memes, but some guys are taking this as like gospel. Like actual yeah. like fans think thinking that yeah, yeah, yeah. Like using it using it to yeah, no. not, yeah. <laughs> to, to, to an extent, to an extent. Um I still think it's harmless because I said you have to understand this is just music to make at the end of the day. But yeah, people are just putting that cross reference and I guess they're using them as a scapegoat. I don't, I don't even have lyrics to quote right now because it's just so much. Like I said, he's not the only one that does it. I, people... I don't. Anyone who takes music as a criterion to their lifestyle with women is just silly. Like, why? Because one guy is like sleeps with five women a week means that you should be treating women like trash. That doesn't make sense. It yeah, doesn't make sense. It, it just doesn't make sense. It, if someone's preaching one thing, if I if I if we all jump off a off a bridge, are you going to follow now? No, that's true. Some people just don't oh, have sense. And, and that music part, six nine's out of jail. By the way, did you see that? Oh yeah, yeah, six nine. Um, the guy that with the rainbow hair. If anyone doesn't know him, and he did the he did he did a live stream yesterday. It went to two, two mil. Million. That's you know the the highest record before that was three hundred and ten thousand. Wasn't it for Elaine? Everyone keeps saying three hundred, but I think it's I think it was four hundred because I was I swear it was four hundred. Anyways, three hundred or four hundred. That was the previous record, and now he did two million just coming on live and 
no, smiling he's, and chatting. He's, I can't lie. For someone who's a rat, I can't lie. He came out, made more money, made hit more views, came 20, out. Yeah, 20 million in like a few hours. Like, I think it even broke the YouTube thing. Like, it stopped yeah. showing views. He, he got 5 million for a video, one of his videos in one hour. That's 5 right. mil. Someone did say, does that mean credibility and not stitching in like this in, in that like the hip-hop community and stuff is it's just nothing right now it doesn't really matter you can just make music from do like do whatever it doesn't have to be like a norm because obviously people always said oh snitch snitch all of this like you can't yeah. no even it, but... he actually addressed that he even said that you don't you, you're not loyal to me i ain't loyal to you i don't owe you nothing oh, yeah because they apparently when he was um in there they were sleeping with his baby moms not even in there when he was on tour they were sleeping with his baby yeah. His baby mamas, and also they were. So this is the main thing that I saw. Even when he got arrested, the actual Treyway gang that he was part of, they were plotting to actually kill him, and I like, take his money. They were yeah. literally gonna kill him. So that's why the police even brought him in. The feds are like, because yeah. they were, they were, they were, they they had all their stuff tapped. They were watching him for time, like putting the investigation together. So once they saw that, that's when they swept in. And then I think they must have presented him with all the facts. And he's like, look, I'm just gonna snitch. But like, I don't. I'm not saying that's wrong, right? But in his, in his, in in the industry that he's in. That's regarded as something negative. But then mm. now that he's come out, it's looking like it may not even affect him. He doesn't yeah, but do you think that will but do you think that will affect his future collaboration with say artists in the industry? Ooh, that's, a good, that's a good question. I didn't even think about that's a good question, right? Because who would want to collaborate with him? And do you know what I think will collaborate with him on serious artists? Like for example, all these like you, academics. YouTube you, who Acad- definitely academics, hundred percent. And that guy called Danny Longneck and all these like you know, just like uh, Vicky. Well, I've never heard uh, of these I'm not gonna. This is a YouTube artist, really trust me. Nick. And um, what's that guy, Vicky? You know that Vicky. What's that? What's the one that said the girl that said "Catch me outside"? How about that? That one. Yeah, artists Vicky like Bobby. that. Yeah, no, I won't call them artists. They're just memes. I'm not gonna lie to you. If you look, it's, it's annoying to say this, but on the same way as Six Nine, someone quoted the numbers they're doing. If you're gonna kind of uh, probably numbers basis, this is why record labels are hiring them instead of artists with talents. The numbers they're putting up is it's just crazy. So even though we're not considering them as artists, in terms of the music game, compared to artists with proper talent that can sing, they're just doing crazy numbers because they're just they're just popular and viral. So Six Nine has that vibe to him as well. And even Meek Mill came out to him as well. I think yesterday, and that's why he made a. I think that's one of the reasons why he did a did the live. And I personally think that at the end of the day, it all comes down to money. Well, for him, it. Yeah, he cares about money, and I genuinely think that give six on a, a few years, and he'll topple set Meek Mill's net worth. Because well, not by making good music, because I didn't no, even like that. Yeah, track. I didn't, it I doesn't even like have that. to be good to be to, these days. Yeah, like even Beyonce mentioned this one time in her documentary. Like people, people don't care about albums or actual music these days. People just care about singles, and that's it. Banger, make done. TikTok make another, make another banger, done. Make another banger, done. And they only care about their lifestyles, what you're doing, what you're up to. They already value the purpose of music or an yeah, album. But- Anymore. But don't you think people will, like people? But in a weird way, people, I think people will outgrow six and as well because, like I said, it's a viral music. So as time goes on, do you think people will just get bored of it or the same type of music and content? I think it's when talent comes in because if it's making the same type of music, people eventually get bored of it. But isn't it a shift? It's a shift. Like it depends like, on what's. I guess if as an artist, you're all. If you want to make money, if your mindset is just make money, like six nine, I'm I'm pretty sure he'll change his sound to adapt to that. Or like go and lo- or go and love on hip hop. Yeah, like for example, Ariana. I remember one time yeah. she went into like elect- electro. I remember there's a song she has. Where it's have you been? 
and it was bare like electro, like oomps oomps music. Like there was an electro. Oh, that was that was with Calvin Harris. Yeah, yeah do you remember right. there was a time? I think it was in like 2010. What's that song she made in the UK as well? Where it's like we found love in a happy. Oh, what's it called? We, we found love in a hopeless place. Yeah, that one. That was yeah. You're, that's yeah. the same vibe you're talking about. Oh, so he yeah. said she just he will ride the trend. He, he will ride the trend. Yeah, yeah, and even she made another song that's not even with Calvin Harris called "Where Have You Been," and it's proper electro. And for someone who's R and B, like it shifted for her making, you know, like work in her her latest album and so on yeah. and so forth. Like, like apparently in the US, they're all on this dance hall and so soca wave. So it just, I guess, as any artist, naturally, you're gonna want to adapt to the to the new sound and try make try to take that on board and merge it with your own music and try to create your own sound from that. So you think it will last boot to the next generation? Because yeah. that's a good point. People do outgrow artists. Like even Soulja Boy, it happened to him for a bit. Because now I'm still doing the U thing, which is the U dance, which is actually quite a known song. But mm. people are like we like we don't really vibe to that anymore. Yeah, so I feel it, like it, every artist have their expiry date. Like Nelly, like he had his time now. Like yeah. he, he's he's done mean, now. But Nelly, but Nelly, is into management. Though. He doesn't do music, but he's into managing artists. So I feel like mm. even a lot of artists tend to go into the actual. Behind the scene, making oh, okay. Why, why does some artists don't have expiry date? Then? Usher, he's still relevant. I, 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 there's a handful of artists that are still making the generation. I feel like a lot of R&B artists have to. It's not. Yeah, but it's not. We're not checking for him like that. But you know what I mean. It's still. Quick, okay, I can't say quick, David, because I don't really check for him too much. Um, I'm trying to think of artists who's been around for a long time. Like Timberlands, I remember he used to be in front of this. Now he's a product, like a producer, like Sis Beats. He's been he's a, a producer. producer. Is he? I'm not he's too sure about. No, he, used, he used to release his own albums, though, no? Yeah, yeah which is, which is a, it wasn't him just singing, just as a producer, as an album as a producer. Like, DJ Khaled is on, he's, a, he's an artist, he's a DJ, but he, he makes an album. Okay, so. that's it. DJ Khaled, he's been around. Okay, he's not an artist himself, but he's still super relevant. But he's, I guess he's relevant because of the Snapchat thing he did. But you can't say he's not, like, if you say his name now, he said his name in, like, five years ago, he's always had, like, number one singles. So like, no, but actually, really bro, when it comes to the calendar, wait, 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 why are we talking about this? Listen, best example, Drake. Drake is the best example. He's been relevant from two thousand, like the whole decade. How okay? Do you listen to Drake, Lucy? Yeah. Do you do you feel like he's having? Do you feel like he has an expiry date? Because I know a lot of people don't want him to be. I feel like he'll be win. considered them OG artists like Jay Z. Uh, who else is yeah. an OG artist like? We like, like Nas. Like people like that, people Diddy. are considered like, okay, you you've set to the way. Like Diddy, say... Diddy, Diddy is, is an artist as well. It's producing no, artist. Okay, I'm not actually. Diddy's a bit controversial. I I don't regard him as an artist because because he he looks at music as like like property. He flips. Have you seen? Have you not seen? Um, what's that show? Making a band and days twenty six. <laughs> he flips groups like he's flipping a two bedroom detached house. <laughs> in I'm not lying to you. I, he does. No, but it turned, this is different. This is different. This is different. But, but it did turn into a businessman. So, like, but he's not an artist, like per se. He's not an artist. I do love that. I want like, don't get me wrong. I like this is another group I forgot. He made a group called Dirty Money after the group he made. The oh, yeah, the one. And that one was good. Last Last Train to Paris. And I want like, I actually really like that album. But generally, looking at his track record, I don't think we can consider him as the greats. I just I just want to say that there because yeah, he's, he's different. Well, maybe not musically, but about business wise. Yeah, that's different. He reminds me of like. Like the, the Jay Z business stuff, but not even Jeff Bezos, but you know someone that looks at like, like I said, he's very business minded. He doesn't look at you as a person; he looks at you as like an opportunity. 
Yeah, which is kind of bad. It's different. Anyway, so back to the Drake thing. Um, this you were saying you think he'll last, but he's going to be regarded as like, like, like for example, like Tupac and Biggie. Like till this day, people still listen to their music. Like, Are you yeah, like Michael in? Jackson, they're like OG. Like they've they've set their they they have their own caliber now. So yeah. it's like if you want to reach yeah. that caliber, it's going to be difficult. Like, people are saying Beyonce. Who's the next Beyonce? Didn't they say Rihanna was the next Beyonce for a bit? And then now she, now she paints, she she carved the own name so much thing. that people can't say that anymore. They yeah. always have to compare you to someone bigger than you. Yeah. But like, I think he, I think Drake is going to be one of those artists that he's always going to be respected and like, yeah, you, you, like, you really. Can you see him making music in 2030? Uh, yeah, I could see him definitely songwriting, probably. I could definitely see him do a few features or so on and so forth. But I couldn't really tell you because sometimes I ask myself if Tupac was still alive, would he be making music right now? Would he still be on this? He would hate. He would hate is the Yeah. Or if Aaliyah was like still alive, people think that this is. I remember back in the day when I was on high school, who would say to me that if Aaliyah was still alive, she would overthrow Beyonce? It depends if she goes with the times because artists, mm. a lot of artists have been big and they, they just didn't go, they didn't, they didn't really adjust their style or like they didn't, uh, yeah, they didn't adjust so they just got left behind. It depends mm. on that. You can't really, like, like, like you said, it depends on the lifestyle. They have to be in the news. They have to be doing yeah. this. They have to release a collection. They have to be, it's just not the music. It's, it's everything around it. Yeah. And it depends on you as an artist. Like for example, Kendrick Lamar, he's highly respected from his, for his lyricism. Like, his intellect and his elaborative, yeah, and he's so elaborative and articulate in his, in his music. Like, there, there has to be a, ta- I feel like when there's talent, you're respected more. And if you've noticed, a lot of the OGs, like Michael Jackson, Biggie, Tupac, Beyonce, um, who else? Kendrick, J. Cole. Why are they all, why do they, why are they put on a certain caliber or a certain pedestal? Like a pedestal, it's, yeah. It's because of their creativity and their lyricism. And Beyonce is going to be the best performers out there. Because if you, I don't know if you guys know, but as a, there's a, there's, she's got one, um, she's got many live shows. That you can even see it on YouTube. For you to be in like, what, six inch heels and to have your hair all out and to be, to dance the way she does on stage and to be able to still sing without cutting your breath it's so yeah. difficult to do and she also, does it effortlessly so to be as a, that's, that's talent pardon i'm missing that i just showed she put on netflix last year yeah yeah i saw that as well i was like wow amazing and she puts and she's so attentive to to detail as well like the reason why she's considered one of the best performers performers out there and why from destiny's child she's the most successful because of the workload she's put into it, how much she, what she does, and her talent, her lyricism, her creativity. She even, like the the twins, for example, she found them in, in online. Uh, for her girls run the world video, the, her dance move, she found it online from Africa. She was trying, oh, yeah, to, she was trying to find art dancers to to be part of it. She couldn't find that creative that would just spark it, and she found that offline and went through flew all the way to Africa, got those two men and made them come in her in her video. Like that's that's talent. That's what J. Cole does a lot of the time with his artists. That's what Kendrick does with his music. Like Yeah, they, they pay attention talent. to the craft. I feel like when it comes to you being an OG artist and I feel like depending on your status in the in the industry, like Jay Z and like he, he from the blueprint, like he just went off from that. I genuinely feel like no matter what time we're in, you'll always be relevant because you're you are highly respected from the caliber you set yourself on. 
So okay. essentially, you're kind of saying like right now, all the little Moses, little Uzi Vert, no. Baby Keen, Polar G, all of these artists, like even Little Nas, actually Little Nas X is still new, but um, all of them artists will be kind of forgotten in the next decade. I don't think they'll be. Got... I don't think they'll be forgotten. Like if people mention them, like it'll be like, oh, I remember when I used to do this, or I remember yeah. like that guy, the Upper Genom style guy. Like you will never. Oh yeah, PSG, yeah, yeah, yeah. PSG, not PSG. That's a. That's what you will never forget him because it's it's associated with the time. It's a memory. It's like oh, I don't oh, always okay, do this. Be, so yeah. I don't think they'll be forgotten. No, you're still an artist at the end of the day, and you'll still be respected for your music depending on your because you still have fans. Do you know why? But, that's probably why they do a lot to capitalize. And that's what I've seen is I feel like they should do a lot to capitalize on their buzz now because it may not last forever. Mm. Like make the money while you still can. But like you're right, it may not. In like twenty thirty, I don't think you'll still be saying Gucci Gang. There'll be something. Yeah, else. it'll be some. It depends on your creativity. Like if, if that whoever that guy who made up Gucci, I'm not so great with little pump, little pump. I'm terrible with names, but um, I feel like in if he's if he keeps that creativity, I'm pretty sure in twenty thirty he'll be able to make a new like a, a new catchphrase. You know. But what's like, what's like little pump doing now? Though? He's still releasing the same kind of music. They're literally the same type of music. Like just like throwaway lyrics. Just oh, but the thing is, they focus a lot on melodies and their beat selection. That's that. So that's the kind of recipe for now. Really good beat selection and very melodic, and they mm. repeat kind of words. Rap. Thought, wait, on on that note of uh, melodic and repeating catchy words, have you heard that song by that guy, the remix Dior? Christian Dior, Dior. Christian Dior, Dior. Have you not? Have you heard that? Because that's what, that's a song that we're gonna forget in a bit. But it's it's buzz right now. Yeah, I, I D Pizzle. Wait, I'm playing it. This. Let me skip a bit. Have you heard this song? No. Anyways, this is okay. Wait, where's the chorus? Oh, wow, that sounded bad. <laughs> wait, I think it's from it's Congolese. Wait, <laughs> wait. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you're laughing that's rude <laughs> okay wait you're laughing now can I tell you something when I, okay, when I first heard it I was like what is this stuff and then people on Twitter are saying I woke up singing this song if I went to bed like, this is a song in my head this is the kind of stuff I'm saying when song is catching stuff you're going to end up singing it and singing it so that's that's not a, probably the best example but yeah it, that's, that's a, a new example of but he's just saying Christian Dior in a different accent. Yeah, he's, he's Congolese. But yeah, Dior, Dior. So it's, just, it's the same thing. <laughs> Lucy, I guarantee you're going to hear that song soon because everyone's playing it right now. It's one of the songs that you would think is trash, but this is what I think... Oh, this it's, is like, it's, like, it's like IJJ, uh, Ice JJ Fish. Like, even if you're oh, a singer, like, you all remember to that time. Like, that guy was terrible. I don't know if you guys know, but there was two artists back in when I was in high school. Uh, if you guys know Bangs, uh, that... Oh, you guys don't know. No, he's really. He says he has a song and it's so bad. And he goes, "Let me take you to the movie, Sade." And it and it, he's a terrible <laughs> artist. He's got like a really bad green screen behind him. <laughs> and what's, um, what's his name? Bangs. If you type in on YouTube, Bangs with yeah, a Z or S. Z. You guys will <laughs> laugh. He's okay. Sudanese, and he's got another friend. I forgot his name. Damn. What I'm saying is Coco Bangs. Yeah. Oh, I know this guy. <laughs> yeah, he's hilarious. Like, but I'll always remember. Why, why do they go viral? Why do? Why, is it because? Is it because it's so bad that you? It's so bad. 
that you it's like a, a bad few movie that you can't stop watching like this is so rubbish you just, yeah just you just can't listen. it's like it's jj fisher he's a he can't sing at all yeah like, what's he doing <laughs> but it's hilarious like it's you know it's just something it's just it's a moment you've marked your moment in in this decade and it, yeah. you'll be remembered for that I, and, they, how, and they capitalize off it it's, that's like with, do. it's like with the movie industry for example mean girls like that is the best chick flick movie you'll find in the industry because till this day people say you go Glen Coco you go Glen Coco oh there's or, a word for that is that that kind of influenced the, the gen not generation not like when something becomes like a culture icon in terms of that scene like yeah I feel like and it, and it influences a lot of people like I know for example there's a film called The Duff and when I was watching like the production behind it the interviews a lot of the cast members and the directors were saying they were trying to create a new catchphrase like they did it from Moon Girls. Girls yeah. And I was like, oh, I could see that. But if they didn't, they didn't hit it the way Mean Girls did. Or like, Wasn't there a catchphrase called on Wednesdays we're pink? On Wednesdays we're pink or something yeah. like that. That was, that was from Mean Girls as well. Or like, you can't sit with us. People have yeah. that printed on t-shirts. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, it's just, once you've made your mark somewhere, it, it will always be there. You'll always be, like, Marilyn Monroe, till this day, she's, Everyone's trying to re, re recreate her work and her music so or her everything. Wait, what Drake actually work? started like that because remember back in the day, Drake used to say, "What's that word that people got tattooed on their body?" Yolo. Yes, Yolo and um. The motto. The yeah, like all them. He used to have. He used to be that person that he would say something in his song, but his songs weren't that trash. But he had that same buzz. Like he even still does it now with that song where. Is it not one dance? Was that song where he's dancing and his dance is just terrible and the people made a meme out of it? Oh, um, Hotline Bling. Hotline Bling, yeah. He had, he so he makes decent like actually some of the songs are really it's really good. Just in it, it's like Tissy Slides, for example. Like he it's made this song for people to use on TikToks because he knows that all right, people are doing this thing now. During but you know, he makes good music in between that, so he makes the 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 catchy viral songs. But then he has good songs like let's what's that song? We're going home and um pound Hold cake. On. Like, yeah. Well, hold on, hold on. Like, I'm, I'm quoting specific albums, not the latest one, but he will have songs that will be similar to like a 6 9 kind of thing where mm. you throw away, you can bop your head to it. And then it will have um, like really deep songs. He just, yeah, he's, he's, got, it, he's got it all covered. He's got it patterned. Yeah. He's got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's like Lady uh, Gaga and um, like Britney Spears in the early 2000s. Like, they're both considered as icons. Like, Britney, to be the, like, I don't think anyone could be the way Britney Spears was. And Lady Gaga, that her creative, like even though she, people thought she was mental, but you will never forget her. She's it wasn't, it wasn't that down to the time. We still bought CDs at that time, and we didn't even have YouTube, so it was mm. like that, that, was, that time was we're all locked in. Like when oh, Jordan got to wait to them times, I used to take my mom's phone, text like channel wherever it was to pay two pounds to get I'm a music dead. video. Come on, everyone <laughs> come on. I was like, I gotta catch my bus to school, man. Can you play my song? Them times were different. <laughs> it was different times, but, um, but I still felt even till this, like I feel like. Because of how modernized we are, we appreciate yeah. the like, uh, like the nineties and the eighties and the early and the noughties so much, and we appreciate we give, we give we we I feel like this generation and the younger generation we give credit when it's due. And I feel yeah. like people like artists like Tupac and and Biggie and Lady Gaga and Britney Spears and Beyonce, Jay Z, Lil Wayne, Nicki Minaj, like. You will definitely like you were like, oh that that's sick. Like who's who's gonna be the, who's gonna be like them now? Who's gonna who's gonna be these new artists that are gonna come up and be them? Who's gonna set the new wave wave now? 
You know, I, feel I, like I don't people, think no one. That's why people love, like you said, they love Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole. Do you know J. Cole released the old album of just him, Forest Forest Deals, I think that's what's called. Yeah, he, like, produ- no he produced, he produced it. That's how he became platinum. That album was amazing. I was like, how is this yeah. guy? Like, He's the first artist. Love yours, ever. love yours. Oh, that's what was beautiful. Love yeah. yours is such a beautiful song. Um, and literally, no other art, no other features on there. And he, you said he became platinum. Yeah, he's the first artist ever to create, create platinum with no features at all. And, and he I, produced the song as well. Yeah, produced, produced all of his music. Like, all of it. It's amazing. See, you're right. That's that's like that's almost amazing. like ridiculous talent. talent. Yeah, mm, talent. He's a legend, bro. That is that is crazy. I, Actually, I saw him two years ago. What was saying? Oh, you've seen him? Oh, see, I didn't yeah, see him. I've never yeah, seen him in person. How was it? It's sick. But I don't remember much of it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was on the Ciroc. Oh. Um, wait, there's one thing I was going to talk about, but I don't know if we can really even speak about it. But just like when after all of this happens and we go back to the norm, there's what people have been saying we've got to be careful because of um, obviously a lot of people have lost their jobs and stuff is um, some stuff has happened. So they're saying basically they're saying there's going to be a massive, massive recession coming. So I'm just. It's I already, just, already here. It's already mm-hmm. happening. You, you just say it's already yeah. happening. I mean, before the end of this year, we, the arts market should go down by 10%. Oh, yeah, before. the property crashes. Yeah, yeah so, which is good if you want to buy houses or get into the housing market early. So, I mean, recession is always bad because people lose their job, but you've got revenue and you've got cash. It's an actual opportunity for you. But, yeah, I think it's terrible for those that are, that are reliant on the welfare state. Yeah. Uh, if you're right now, would you say a lot of people are like government is furloughing, subsidizing yeah. everyone's income? So the the well the well is it wellness welfare whatever it is um a lot of people are in that state. And the one thing that worries me, like for example, because I said I have friends on that um and on, on furlough. If this persists and they don't end up getting their job back, then how how's the, how how things going to play out? Like, that means a lot of people are going to be just remained unemployed. I feel like sense? this is. I think this will just uh. It's just capitalism, but on a on a matter scale. Like, yeah, there's gonna be a lot of working class just jobless, or they can't, they're not qualified enough, and it's really difficult to get a job now. There's, I I forgot the statistics, um, but I think I believe it's over forty percent of students who graduate from university don't get a job, and sixty yeah, percent of them are like not even doing what they want to do. So imagine, Would you say, the, what's the and point imagine. Of- Imagine like the people, students who are qualified that can't find a job. Imagine those who aren't qualified. Whoa. Imagine those. Wait, who aren't wait. So, would you say the degree still? Obviously, I've, I've had this kind of impression that sometimes the degree is necessary depending on what industry you want to go in. And you, you know, you want to do like not completely, like not everyone needs to go to uni to um, be actually that like, successful. Yeah. But what, what, especially even, so what's your view on that taking into consideration like the state of the economy right now? Would you still say go to uni? I would. I understand that some people break under pressure. Like, what if, like, you come from a working class family? You're not from a middle class or upper class family, and you're essentially the breadwinner. And a lot of in a lot of households, the children tend to be the breadwinners for their families. So, well, let's say you wanted to become a creative and you wanted to do your own thing. And when it comes to like working, let's say, creating your own label, you're going to have to bet on yourself. And there's a lot of risk in it. And of course, but for some people they need to pay bills and they need to do certain things. That's why a lot of people tend to go towards crime because it's, it's a quicker paycheck to pay the bills and look after yeah. your family. But yeah. for some people, it's, it's a lot difficult. It's not going to be as easy to be like, yeah, I'm going to bet on myself and do so on and so forth because they, don't, they probably don't have a lot of people relying on 
them to have you know food on their table and to take care of them from, with medicine or to make sure they're all right and you know it's difficult and I feel like a lot of people are gonna have to probably do jobs that they don't want to do or do something full-time and do what they really want to do part-time and then save up and then they can actually when the time is right they can invest in what they want to do I feel like that what that's what might happen for those that are yeah I feel like in work, you know those that are like the, no, the, the class minority they would have to I feel like some not all may have to like look at ways to be able to pay their bills and to make sure their family's all right before they can go into what they want to go into I think, I think that's what, that's what, yeah sorry that's I think that's what a lot of creatives and to have like a nine-to-five job and do that creative stuff on the side as well just so you can just still express themselves and still mm. earn a paycheck but on, yeah on that note, I saw like literally so I saw creative like on some of my links I saw someone that was like um like an accounts manager or something for like a creative firm or agency and she because obviously she'd been furloughed she took up a job in Tesco and I was like whoa that kind of hit differently because I was like this person's like a senior in the position but obviously they made cuts in their company and now mm. she's working and well she didn't she didn't even wait to after the recession she literally just took another job straight away in Tesco so I was like it's it's it's, it's crazy like just 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 obviously like, you never know what will happen but you're right that's what people have to do just find a way to, to mm. you have to make a means to an end you have to find a way to get by yeah, and especially for like people who, let's say, uh, they already have money, and suddenly them this has crashed their market. Like, where are they going? What are they going to do now for money? They already made a name for themselves, and now the market's crashed. They keep the money coming in somehow. Yeah, how are they going to get that money coming in? Well, if you you can go into property, but and that'll create generational wealth. But what what happens next? I think it's it's going to create a strain on people, especially those who don't have kids and those that are disabled or they are quite old and they can't they have got health issues and they can't work it's going to cause an issue for them that's where the government i guess will mm. step in i feel like this government i can't lie i feel like they're so useless i feel like it's going to be inquest when all this is over there's going to be inquest to how they handled it i genuinely i feel like we're going to see that to say like i think that might be a march or people are protest 100 percent but they're not giving a pay rise. So. What do you mean? How they handle the economy? No, because just the whole, this whole, the crisis will kind of end. Because obviously some, some nations and um, governments deal with it better. But then just purely the way it was dealt with here. Like, for example, they said Boris missed a couple of meetings. There's just a lot of stuff there. Just It's very questionable. Like, if stuff was said earlier, maybe the situation would be not as bad as it is right now. That's um, true. And this is focus. This never focus on the not even like the the crisis in terms of unemployment because we just cover that. So this is focus on the deaths and stuff. Hmm. Um, you know, yeah. there's, you know, right now, so as of yesterday, well, not yesterday, but um, from recently, we the UK have are the uh, have the highest death rates in all of Europe. We have thirty three thousand deaths, and those deaths were registered. And yesterday, around two p.m., I checked the death poll. A hundred, a hundred, one thousand four hundred and fourteen deaths already. When I woke up around from two p.m. Do you know it's crazy that you said that? Because I, I remember at the start of this, that was actually a prediction. I was like, no, there's no way that could happen. They said the UK would be the worst affected of this. It was a prediction. Yeah. And why is that though? I don't, I don't get it. Why the UK? You, is why is what? Like, because because it was Italy before, like based on death rate. But, but now Italy UK are like Italy have the highest number of like apparently the the of all people that. Is, bet like thousands of them but you need to understand people i don't think in london i feel like in london in particular i think because we're all attached to our culture 
Arabs, Africans, Caribbeans. I don't think we're taking it as serious. Like, oh, it's just a cold. Just drink ginger and lemon and you'll be fine. Or, you know, just, you know, you'll get, you don't need medicine. You don't need the, like, I know, especially with the African, with Arabs as well, they don't really rely on medicine that much. They're like, oh, it's fine. Just don't worry. It's just it's nothing. I feel like we're not taking care of it. We're not taking it serious. And, like, I th- and I think because right now, since it's summer, and the sun is looking great. Everyone's going out. People are like, I, I know on London Bridge, all the police officers were all clapping and they're all in close proximity. <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw that. That, that makes no sense. That makes no sense. They're sweeping yeah, yeah. the entire point and people like coloring on the roads and HS are as great and all. But these people, if you really want to thank them, give them an, a pay rise. There's, there are st- like nursing students and medical students who are actually working in the hospitals right now and they're not even getting paid. Wow. Like, they're not even getting paid. I know many students. I've got a friend. She's a she's a nurse, and fam, she's not getting paid for that for the work. I didn't even know that. And they, and and they even before the coronavirus, apparently a nursing schedule scheduling is is mental. And I and I used to know someone closely closely that mm. like, she said she she even left working for the NHS. She was like, I can't deal with it. I I couldn't even get married. She couldn't even have a child. She's like, I, I had no time for that. And as a student, when you're going in for um, placement. They will make you do two twelve-hour shifts with it, like back to back. Wow! Like it's it's people don't really see like you're clapping and all, but I really feel like if you really want to clap for these NHS, go protest and go find find a way to make the government pay them more. Yeah, I, I completely hear that. There are many That's doctors right. that have come back into retirement and have died for helping others. Yeah, I saw that as well. Like it's great showing recognition, but me personally, if I was a student, if I was a doctor, I'd be pissed off. I'm thinking, I don't want to clap. Clap, like, clap. Yeah. Let, let every clap add another zero to my and there's, even, there's even a point to that to say that some of the people clapping were people that actually voted for causes or stuff that was actually making the NHS to get a <laughs> oh, paper, yeah, which is, is the wildest thing. So some of these dons over there, the, the dons, the ops. Um, the yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the ops clapped. When there were ops, there was clapping in the house of chamber saying, Do you know what? We'll take more peas off of you. We don't care about you. Now that you need them, you're, yeah. Now you're clapping. So. You're clapping for them, yeah. Uh, this government's just, oh, I can't well, it'll be It'll be, be interesting to see an inquest afterwards to see at what outcome mm. it is. But the main thing, I just hope is that everyone can bounce back on their feet. I just can't wait to like, um, next year's summer. Obviously, we still got to write this out, but next year's summer, hopefully, things can, the vaccine will People be established. Saying that there's going to be two summers next year. <laughs> okay, that's nothing I was talking to we want about. People go relax. I hope people don't overdo it. Do I'm not do that way, nephew. <laughs> Man, take two shots at one shot at nah, a time. Relax. People are going to get this fresh air. They're going to they're going to whine too much. They're going to. Can't lie. I'm proper upset that carnival's over though. Like, yeah, oh, I was so upset. I was like, ah. Oh. But I didn't plan on going, but now it's cancelled. I'm like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, guy, he's one of those people that would never ever done it in the first place, but now they can't do it. It's like, I kind of wanted to do that, you know. But you never did it in the block up face first time, imagine. But however, they said that the curve has flattened a little bit. The what? The, the curve in the UK has flattened a little bit. So is that, like, as in, this thing is like winding down now? Yeah, a little bit. But they, the world, the chief of the medical, the chief of staff of, uh, I forgot his actual status. I forgot the name. I'm not good at names. But he yeah. said that we might be in quarantine till June and then we'll be socially distanced until October if the curve flattens even further. And then, but they said they would, they would let, they're proposing going to let like certain groups out. 
Yeah, but I, I don't. I don't know. I feel like even if like uh, if there's no, va- I think we should be quarantined until there's a vaccine. Because what's the point of coming? Yeah, I'm. Out? I'm not going. I'm not going to coming be... out and then we all catch it again. Because yeah, yeah, I, me personally, I'm going to let the first batch of people go catch it again, see what what's happening, exactly. and then if it's safe, then I then I'll step out. Um, one of my one of my friends, his um sister worked in one of the night is it Nightingale hospitals, mm-hmm. and yeah. so the cases did dip. And they let they let her go home, and they literally told her. Or this is what he said. They told her to, uh, okay, you're fine. she's like a nurse. What you know? You said like a nurse. What's a student nurse and doctor thing? Yes. They 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 super. You know when they they make you graduate early or something like that so you can help. Yeah. And she's yeah. one of those ones. And they said be prepared for a second wave around September. So they let her go now. They, oh, they literally yeah. kind of warned them September because if the government make a silly decision and do let people out early, that is something that was was most likely to happen. So they it's like they the people at the hospital is actually kind of aware of this already. So no, they're not shutting down the Nightingale Hospital. But obviously, if there's a lack of need for it, because some cases have gone down in certain places, they're actually preparing for a second wave, which is crazy. Because mm. it's, it's, it's inevitable. There's no vaccine. You're gonna let people out. What's gonna happen? It's not. And I know some people have been recovered and they have antibodies and stuff like that. But it doesn't mean they won't catch it again. People have caught. Yeah, some of our You know, you know, um, there's this thing going on. If you guys like, like documentaries and stuff but there's a series uh, on netflix i love to watch it's called explains and it's 25 minutes by, by vox oh, by vox i don't even know i just we know about that we love yeah. that <laughs> but, um, what's it called uh, they say that uh and i i've seen this online as well but bill gates wants to create this vaccine where what happens is is that once you inject it in the human body the reason why it's very difficult for us to fight like Ebola and the coronavirus and back in the day when HIV was extremely fatal um, is that we didn't create the antibodies to actually attack uh, the, the, the pathogen. So he wants to create something where our whole body actually creates it without the need of having the pathogen in, in us. So and, and, they're saying, and they're saying that um, yeah. when I heard this, I was thinking, yeah, this, this is this is this is where they're going to put the chip in. And he's actually already confirmed that he wants to create a chip in the human body where we can, we can fix yeah. we can fix the body, <laughs> become more industrial, and help people's lives. And he's already trying to target these vaccines in Africa to help. Always Africa first, man. Because the, it's because, ground. because they know that they know that jurisdiction there, they're not gonna do nothing about it. You just pay someone yeah, off and it's done. Say, sad and, to say that. And, it's, and I definitely believe when I when, it, when I heard Chip, I just thought I just remember the movie called Time from Justin Timberlake. In time, definitely. In time. Yeah. Good film. I definitely believe that Bill Gates, he is the devil in disguise. Because <laughs> some, when you're a billionaire, you have got probably more power than than anyone around you like even, even even like trump like he's not even a billionaire I, i'm not even too sure i've always said um politicians and people in government are puppeted are puppets for people with a lot of money yeah and, they're billionaire. The and bill gates he's gonna he's gonna destroy everyone with this vaccine in africa trying to make them infertile to see what's gonna happen to them. I don't, and i don't believe it's this is actually just to make to see that okay let's Let's see if we can help with the populate the overpopulation in Africa. No, I definitely believe it's to do with the whole thing that he wants to create a certain vaccine where the human body actually creates these antibodies itself. It begins. I forgot the actual terminology for it, but I feel like that's what he's gonna do. Are those, are those nanobots. Pardon. I think I think that they're called nanobots. Like no, nanobots. no, it's called. Uh, it's when you're when the human body actually creates antibodies to attack any virus there is. 
Because like right, any virus out there, pardon? Sorry, it's, uh, it doesn't like uh, black, like white, white blood cells that actually fight. They fight because they fight. Yeah, but that's why we take like antibiotics to help us with that. But he wants to do something where our body already creates those antibodies in us, in our blood, so we can fight every single. Um, we, we're completely immune to any disease and virus. Mm. You're gonna have to test that properly, but then even the, you, like I can see why you, like people would be kind of anxious about that scene. Like, what is actually like the 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 motive behind this? Yeah, I, it... I I feel like it's just the whole conspiracy theory. I feel like he's him doing that and testing in Africa. I feel like there's a lot more than he's giving. I feel like it is associated with testing on humans to create this ultimate vaccine where every single human being is immune to it. And I know once. Once it comes out, like, oh, this person, this human being is immune to cancer, immune to Ebola, immune to everything. But once we find out, how did you actually get to this stage? Oh, well, we only killed like 1.5 million through testing, but that's all right, though, because now look, we saved, we have saved billions of people. And this is where I feel like being a consequentialist of for the greater good. Okay, but 1.5 million is far better than 9 billion. You know, so I feel like that's where morals and what's 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 good for the people. That's where it's going to be very sticky when it comes to that. I just hope that whether they, because obviously he has a lot of power, so this stuff probably will get passed anyways. Mm. Just hope that it's not as damaging, like as we we. I mean, he has he has investors already, so it's looking to get passed already. So I'm just, I'm reading it, so yeah, he has investors as well. There's Bill Gates and 13 other investors, 420 million into revolutionary gene editing startup. So, yeah. Oh my god. It's called CRISPR Case 99. It's weird. And it's going to create protein. It's weird. So, yeah, it's just, this was started four years ago. Yeah, he's been wow. doing this. This He's been yeah, like, he's yeah. been doing this. He even made, um, he even made a whole a TED talk about it. Yeah, this was started four years ago. This is this actually this is actually going on right now. Is yeah. It, yeah, this is where they started it. Yeah. Wow. And they're testing the in some part of Africa. They always want to yeah. come for Africa, man. They just won't leave them alone. Yeah, it sucks to be back. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> no, from a business point like I said, just to our experience, it's like a it's like a business point of view. They're looking at oh, where's the easiest way to make to where's the easiest like I guess economy that I can make what I want to do happen, and they've they've found that it's, it's just literally they're looking at numbers and statistics and what they can do. So mm-hmm. it's sad to say, but they've 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 analyzed the situation like, okay, this is where I'm most likely to be successful and do what I want to do. So yeah, <sighs> but I just want to I just want to <laughs> back to what this. I just want the stuff to like to kind of subside, and then we just go back to normal. Which I don't even know what normal would look like after this because it's been so long and. Like you're you're right. If we do have to go out, even if if the, even if there is a vaccine, we're still gonna have to social distance for an extent. So mm-hmm. it's gonna be. I think they said three years till it goes back to normal, like properly, like till we even go back to like how it was prior to this. So mm-hmm. um, that'll be interesting to see. And it's actually crazy. I actually got some flights. I've got like a couple flights booked this year, and I'm still trying to get my money back because obviously mm-hmm. the travel industry. Some of them are going bankrupt, so they're kind of they yeah. kind of um, there's like sixty pounds ticket to Dubai. Yeah, like that. No, but I actually have flights booked and I can't even cancel because they're not really giving refunds right now. So I'm trying to fight. Swear. I'm trying to fight like Singapore Airlines and I've got another flight booked to Portugal later this year. Like, I, I, just, I, I don't want to travel anymore. So I, I just want to travel back to Nesson Yeah, they haven't just cancelled this long. 
Yeah, you we want to go travel next month. Actually, we'll travel three times. We're meant to travel next month as well. That's I got locked off. Birthday's just gonna be chilling. Super super mode. Sentimental that people are actually dying from it all. Like it's it's insane. Like it's it's a life or death type of thing. And since it's airborne as well, it's it's see that's the thing. She she where the issue was. The first information was released saying, oh, it wasn't Elbon, just wash your hand. Then another information was released like, okay, you can catch it from this. And then, so that's what I mean. The information wasn't really released. Because they don't want to create a moral panic. That's why. Because if you create a moral, the, the reason why is if you panic the people, people are going to go for, like, I can't swear. They will just go rock up to Asda and just trash everything down. And but that's what swimming. happened. People did go, to, like, they did go to supermarkets. It will go mental. But they did go to supermarkets. There was panic buying. There was, um. There no, was, no, like, no, in the sense of like not panic buying, like actually, like if I don't know if you've seen like like post apocalyptic films, purge. they'll go, purge, they'll right. go to like these places and they'll still, they're not going to line up for an hour, socially distancing themselves, waiting in the line, then go buy something. No, they're going to go and they're going to, they're going to go mental. People might attack like pharmacies, like people even attacking uh, uh, weights from the gym. They're stealing it. Yeah. So when you break into pa- to work out, imagine if you're panicking. You if, imagine yeah. if you're panicking the people. So I feel like the government were just trying to be like, oh no, it's nothing. Don't just wash your hands. It's all right. Don't worry. Don't worry. I feel like they're trying to control people to not panic. I feel like that's the reason why they didn't take it as serious. They could have, they like I know I know uh, one of the ministers in the Caribbean said, make just go to the shop buy food for two months and if you, after that then go outside again the way she delivered the message was like was reassuring enough like, okay cool we this is serious so take it seriously but don't don't move mad this is how you should go about it not like boris on saying well some families will lose their loved ones but, oh, you know. yeah that haunt will haunt him he literally said he's some, just, people, some people will die him. some he's people will die and it's calm that's literally what he said and it's calm he doesn't know what he's doing man uh or like, oh, like Trump, for example. Uh, some, some. I know there's a case where some guy actually followed his advice. He, Trump, said national on national news that we should uh, take disinfectants. Yeah, and I feel like one oh. guy drank bleach and he died. Do you know the magic thing is from the the companies that didn't make that had to come out and make a statement saying, please do not inject this yeah. chemicals into your body, like injecting bleach into your body yeah. to cure it. How can he say that on the news? Yeah, I That's just think joke. the government is doing what they're doing. They're, some governments are better than others, of course, but the UK is just, it's just finished. I feel like they're listening to do better. They need to handle this a lot better. <laughs> okay, okay. I think we've um, we've actually gone through a lot of subjects. So before we end, I just wanted to so like I said, is, is there any light things that we've seen, any good things happening um, Yeah, that you've seen happening this week or in general? There was a woman in the US in La Bronx. She uh, cooked and got bought supplies for the homeless in the south or the north, I believe. And she was helping the homeless deal with the coronavirus, bringing them food, supplies, so on and so forth. Uh, she, even one particular homeless man uh, grew fond of her, and they built a rapport to the point where he even started crying, saying thank you for just talking to me like a normal human being, and you know, just making me feel loved in a place where like no, no one even comes near me. And it was just very sweet. It was humbling. She likes to see stuff like that. I just feel like if we can, we just donate to um or like local causes to help people out. Like I, I think I mean I said last episode, but I've donated to the I think it's called the National Trust. I need to actually find that. Um, what's it called? That charity. But yeah, they're just helping. Like yeah, like people less fortunate to like 
for example, the elderly, like, deliver food to their house mm-hmm. and just support another COVID-19 causes. Um, but, yeah, that's another good cause you can donate to. So it's, actually, it's called the National Emergency Trust. So mm-hmm. if you go on the website, I think they partnered with Red Red Cross. And there's obviously there's also Age UK, Direct Relief US, Mind Action Homeless, and Trussell Trust and Open Doors. So there's loads of potential charities you can donate to. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just think we should do good. But, yeah. I feel like we've actually had a good episode to discuss a few topics. So yeah, just, um, anything else you want to say before we we call it today? Mm, Wash your hands, people. <laughs> yeah, sanitize <laughs> and drink those water. Yeah, yeah, just take care of yourself, guys. Honestly, that's it. But yeah, um, this is has been it's, it's been episode eleven. Thanks for supporting us. Thanks for the NHS for doing good. And um, yeah, we'll we'll catch you on the next one. We out. We out. And thanks for coming through, Lucy. Thanks for coming, Lucy. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. You're welcome at any time to come through, you know. Thank you. It was lovely talking to you lots.